0: Again, that's EbayMotors.com. Yo.
1: It's Grapsody with Will, fill and Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's D, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful Better Fallback. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. Will, Phil and yeah we're
2: Grapsi here to talk Graps Yeah we're Grap here to talk Graps. Yeah, we're Grapsody here to talk Graps. Merry yep. Christmas. Merry Christmas everybody. and I hope you're having a great Christmas Eve. We sure are, or at least three of these four are. Um, I'm not one of them. but welcome to another edition of Grapsody. I'm Will Washington and I'm not alone here. I am joined by Phil Lindsay. I don't know how to feel about that. You just threw us under the bus. How you know I'm having a good Christmas?
3: How you know I didn't get up and have like this big existential crisis, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, true. that's true. Did you? Did you, Phil?
2: I didn't, but I
1: okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: want to make sure.
2: Hey, hold up. What's a, uh, what's the sweater, Phil? Oh, that's it. It's a New Day shirt. Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, also here is Righteous Reg
1: Oh yes, it's me, I'm in the building It's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer Your favorite podcaster, media man It's the end of the year, Christmas Eve Hope everyone's having a good one All enjoying all that shit And if you're not celebrating, I hope you're also having a good one And I hope this is a, just a good weekend for you And you uh, get some coochie
2: Please uh, And also here <laughs> <laughs> Also here Uh, We have a special guest. It's one you guys have asked for. We've mentioned it numerous times that at some point we are going to have this man here on the show with us, joining us on this Saturday, uh, having a nice little, I guess, Saturday brunch, as he would call it. Uh, It's the one and only Cam Hawkins. Cam. This is not coffee in
5: my cup. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas Eve. Uh, Thank you all for having me. Um, you know, we get to spend the holidays with people we care about the most. Um, I also get to spend it with some of the guys I respect the most. So so thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.
1: That's Yo. what's up. Hey, we are interrupting that. brunch time too, man. We we apologize for that. You know, this I know this usually out with a mimosa, a latina, getting it lit. Like that's usually what time it is.
5: Yeah, there, there's still time. There's still time. It's everybody's <laughs> time. <about the> <laughs> It's a early uh early NFL Saturday slate, so we might be able to make that happen. I'm gonna see if sure. it's
3: open to make that move. Absolutely. Yeah. So as as somebody that is uh new to double digit follower land, and I've watched you in double digit follower land not just uh get into it with many, many people on numerous occasions, but now duck the shilling ac- accusations like your boys.
5: Uh, what has that been like? <laughs> it's it's so interesting where you got to remember, there are people who never heard of you, like ever. Yeah. And so whenever you say something, there's a chance that somebody will treat you like they treat other people. And so me at AEW show that I paid for, um, of all <laughs> the fun that I had, of, of all the, the moments you see me going crazy and just having a ball, a joke that. I thought was a pretty well-received joke about, you know, you feel you either love Judas or can't stand Judas turned into you're not a real wrestling fan and turned into, I would never disrespect WWE like that. It's like, well, you don't work for either place and nobody Mm. at either place even knows you exist. Your dollars fold into everybody else's dollars and Mm. they might wipe their nose with your dollars. And Mm. why do you have a beard without a mustache? Mm. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like but, I, I think what happens is like you the three of us have like spent time together, like in person. And I think so many people forget that like we're just like real people and that you could say what you say in a tweet and it'd be like, oh, that's crazy, you wild, and then have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, tweets are written on stone tablets. Yeah. Um, that you apparently slap people in the face with every time you say something, and the only retaliation is to question your loyalty to something you have no business being loyal to. Right. yeah yeah, yeah no, i honestly weird.
2: and the weird thing is like the judas thing like you just gotta have fun with it like i had that forbidden door uh the aew as some may recall cut to me on camera with me not singing judas <laughs> wow. and all of a sudden it like my mentions lit up because uh they're like why is well Will not singing judas and i thought it was hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: exactly i I, I thought it was funny but no uh twitter when they seek to just come for you for no reason and they all of a sudden don't understand humor when twitter is mostly people getting jokes off all of a sudden people don't get jokes when they decide (laughs) they 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 want to come for you is one of the weirdest things about that app um but you're on the opposite side of the fence as uh Ringer guy and I am a Bleacher Report guy so watching people not call you an AEW show but a WWE show and a lot of your interviews have been AEW guys
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and,
2: and it's the opposite for Phil right where like Phil you work for Bleacher Report and you get uh, from a lot of people yeah AEW show because uh, AEW runs on Bleacher Report but like you had articles featured on Raw
1: right <laughs> That's... doesn't add up don't line up
5: It's and it's I think the best way to describe it is like, it's typically like that level of stuff comes from people who, one, like are anonymous and pride themselves on anonymity, but they really come from a position of being holier than thou. And I'm going to call out every single injustice in either company and anybody who. Not even skirts that, but anybody who wants to tell any other story must be in the pockets of blah 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 blah, blah. You know, like the worst thing that ever happened to me is uh them coming out and, and literally writing on the website, uh the ringer has a working relationship with WWE. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god. Because the thing is, like, that don't got nothing to do with me. Right, exactly. Call me into a meeting and say, yo, uh, just so you know, this is who we rock with now. That is no bearing on anything that I do listen right. don't and don't write all-
3: anything negative about these guys don't do any of that because nobody is having that conversation with us guys i don't know if you guys yeah. realize this there is no mass email telling us we can't say anything negative about these companies because of some business relationship that but, doesn't but, happen
2: but you know the odd thing is in to me and we'll get into a, a lot of stuff uh here soon so the part that that gets me is i've been doing this this is about to be year 18 right mm. and so the people who have been following me a long time, uh, and I get this a lot, you know, it's like uh, from people who are, who have been longtime followers, they'll say, hey, well, I see like you get the the AEW show stuff a lot. And that's really weird to me because I've been following you for the last uh, 15 to 16 years. Uh, I know some people who have been watching my content for 18 years. I appreciate a lot of you guys. Um, I see some of you in the chat great stuff um but and they'll be like it's weird to me when I hear that or like when I hear you being accused of being anti-WWE in a sense because it's like I've been listening to you cover all this stuff for ages and like I recognize people who are newer to me um don't know my relationship with WWE don't know that look I I reached the burnout point in 2018 and uh I I actively sought um alternatives in a sense because i had just been covering it for so long and it's literally all i covered for so long uh like you know here and there i would cover impact here and there i covered ring of honor but for the most part it was just like wwe was the only thing i was known for and so i I made an attempt to cover both uh and that became exhausting i don't know how any of you guys attempt to do that like especially during the wednesday night war uh, i remember cam had both up at the same time having dynamite and R- and uh, dynamite and nxt up at the same time and i'm like i i can't even fathom that because <laughs> it, it was just <laughs> like uh it, it was too much and so to me it, the last what i think i made the decision in 2020 that i was going to kind of back off of i was like look I've, i have 15 years to my credit of covering WWE stuff. I'm going to actively back off of that for now and focus covering AEW. And so for a lot of people there who have discovered me in the last year, they're like, oh, well, he's an AEW guy because all he ever talks about is AEW. Yeah, no shit. That was an active decision to start covering mostly aew obviously on this show we cover kind of the whole gamut but like as far as shows that i actively review it's just dynamite i don't even review rampage i literally mm. just review dynamite and so
3: uh that's yeah you don't you don't hear us talking about shows we don't enjoy that much on the show we rarely talk about nxt because i don't watch it I don't right
2: know. it's uh, i and that that to me is like i said if you've discovered me in the last year and some change then yeah you're gonna see a guy who mostly just talks about aew and mostly only has like aew things to say that's because that was an active decision um, well
1: you and, guys a little announcement we made before the show are gonna make the accusations go up pretty immensely from here sure. on out not being aew shields is about to change really I mean, like, it
2: depends on how on you feel Monday, about, baby. it depends on how you feel how the interview went because uh i, I look Oh no, I it's
5: a screenshot. Like, like yeah. I know what you're saying. I, I know what <laughs> they're gonna not gonna listen to the interview. They're just gonna be detailed and it's gonna be thought-provoking. And I, me, person who absorbs these things and looks for inspiration and points, I'm gonna love it. Boy, that screenshot of the four of you laughing at the same time, <laughs> you're done. You're done, oh, yeah, for sure. You're done. (laughs) Screenshot of the three of you laughing and him being serious, so it looks like a fake laugh. You're done, (laughs) so uh,
2: and and I will say that I guess officially, like we hinted at it for a little bit, but I didn't want to say anything until it was in the can. Um, and now that it's been recorded, yes, this Monday, uh, Grapsity uh interviews we just recorded one with tony khan he it's God. the longest interview that we've done uh, we got a solid 90 minutes with tony um and yeah we pretty much asked everything that i think you know and now that i said that of course uh shout out true Guy brought to my attention i i totally it was like on the tip of my tongue totally forgot to ask about adam cole um but the <laughs> yeah i know right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had other stuff I wanted to
3: hmm. ask, but son of a bitch. Yeah,
2: I know, right? It was like, it was right there. And then he's like, it, he messaged me this morning. He said, Did you ask about Adam Cole? And I was like, Damn, no. And I it was like sitting there in the back of my mind. Other than that, yes, we do have an interview with Tony Khan that's dropping this Monday. It's 90 minutes full podcast. Uh, and we, I, I would say, it's fairly newsworthy. Somebody asked me for my new. Um, Mercedes watch 2020 percentage and, uh, uh I'll just, is all I'm going to no, say. This is what I'll say about that. I will drop a new percentage when the interview drops. Right. My last percentage was, uh, I believe 69. Nice. Uh, yes. but, but I haven't, uh, updated that percentage. There is a new one, but I think you guys need to hear the interview for the context of that percentage. And so I will drop the new one, but just know that it's been an evolving percentage, right? Because let, let's recap. I believe I said back in October, Sasha slash Mercedes to AEW gave it 2%, right? Was what I said. 2% chance of happening. I was like, 90% chance WWE, she's returning to WWE. That's what's happening. That's my gut feeling. I know that. And then, of course, when she uh, wasn't at Survivor Series, and to me, there was no greater opportunity to bring her back than Survivor Series. Hometown, Boston, Massachusetts, TD Garden, sold out. You're never going to get a better opportunity than that. And when she wasn't there, I know some people were like, well, maybe it could be Royal Rumble. I I, I, I mean, was like... I, I, but I'm some people, you know. I know, yeah, you, yeah, you <laughs> were some people. Uh, I heard that from multiple people, though, that was like, oh, maybe it could be Royal Rumble, and I thought... No, like, you really aren't going to get anything better than the hometown return, though. And uh, and then on top of that, she was at the TD Garden watching a Celtics game four days later. And so I'm like, okay, so she's clearly in the vicinity. One, uh,
3: 1. 1.7 million people watched that clip of her just waving at TD Garden. <laughs> and I, I, I saw somebody, I'm not going to name any names. I saw somebody tweeting, why are we still talking about her? Like,
1: Come
3: on come on son. but like stop
2: but i saw the the all of a sudden that's when my percentage started teeter-totter right it was like okay um but i still was i still had my aw percentage in in single digits and then it was like uh i was like oh maybe she's doing something else but the wwe percentage was lowering and i was like maybe hollywood maybe she's doing other things and then the training stuff started coming out and then all of that started shifting once the what was it then of course her trademarks and the new names all of a sudden it's like all right now we're starting to shift a little bit more then it's like the japan rumors and i'm like okay but still that's just japan like that's not saying she's she's jumping companies and then it was the well soraya has got a mystery partner and then it was like okay now we got to jump this over 60% <laughs> because uh, and it's in LA and it's in january and the rumor has been january this entire time obviously something's going down but Either way, we we are almost there. But you know what, guys? We also have Super Chats. We also have Humper Chats. Send us your Super Chats throughout the show. Help support what we do here. YouTube.com slash Fightful is where those Super Chats live. Our Humper Chats are at HumperChats.com. You can send those at any point. Want to check out the Super Chat here. This one's from, um, actually, uh, since I brought that up, uh, James Zimmerman said, a regular chat said, uh, happy Christmas Eve, folks. Uh, But... Kenneth Love said, why isn't uh, or why isn't Jade on the Fightful Woman of the Year list? She is, uh, if I remember, or if I recall correctly, I'm looking at the list right now. Um, the Woman's Overall Performer of the Year, Jade Cargill, is definitely nominated. She was not nominated for Best in Ring year, but I wouldn't have nominated Jade for that. I think Jade has had a phenomenal year in terms of uh, presence. She's had some good performances. She's had some even great performances. I think we were um, singing the praises of the match with Anna Jay that she had uh, in the main event of Rampage.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but I don't know. I don't. I still don't think it's a best in ring performer year for her. But I think a best overall performer. Um, she should be nominated, and she is nominated as far as best overall, uh, which that category actually just dropped this morning. If you haven't got your votes in, fightfulselect.com, get those votes in uh, for best overall performer. Um, there's a lot of great nominees in here. Uh, we, are, I'll reveal my pick on the uh, on the show. Wait, huh? I just realized Deanna's on here twice. Wonder if Sean realized that when he was putting this category up, but the fixes te- in. No, that's going to screw Diana uh, because it's
5: going to split that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's going to split that vote. Uh, so, oops, yes, Deanna is on here twice. That poll may need to um, get put back up, unless we're talking about Deanna from two different companies, uh, which is. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that was a mistake. <laughs> I think she got nominated twice and somebody didn't realize that she was put in there two times. Either way, definitely get those votes in. Um a lot of the other categories had some surprising victories. We had yesterday best overall uh or not best overall, best in ring male performer and I'm not going to reveal who that winner has been, but uh I think it was a surprising one at least to me. Uh I I had who I thought in mind for it, but uh, congratulations to that person because it's kind of a far and away victory. It would take a lot to, uh, to change that victory at this point. The polls haven't closed, but just looking at the disparity, I don't know how anybody gets close to the person winning now uh let's see tony p says happy holidays to seahawk and the fightful fam um also i didn't know i wanted willow and ruby to be the first women's tag champs in aew but here we are
1: good tag team i'm excited mm-hmm. about their match this weekend this week
2: yeah um i mean i'm glad that they they found their way back to them as a team because uh willow wasn't at dynamite the what was it in austin just a week mm-hmm. ago, which can by the way at, well, I tell you what
5: she was at uh i think you mean the one in dallas she was at the one in austin she did yeah uh, you're right yeah you're right. dallas yeah I think her, her, <laughs> vixen did a dark match
2: yeah you're right yeah she wasn't at the one in dallas um yeah. because dallas was the week before you're right she was in austin because she was also and then she wrestled ring of honor and then she was not at dynamite and so they weren't able to run the angle with her and ruby and so they ended up just taping some stuff for uh Rampage this week and then they ended up working Elevation uh, in San Antonio which you were, you've were you been at two Dynamites in the last month. WWE shield cam oh, man. <laughs> A, AW hater cam, yeah, cam uh,
5: Hawkins in the building. they get my, my hard earned money oh my goodness mm-hmm. right Stanley? Yeah he knows
2: there you go yep. <laughs> uh, and Yeah, so either way, I'm I'm happy for them as a team. I'm happy that they're going to be together as a team. I think that's going to be kind of a cool thing. Um, I think AEW probably should, if they're not already, start kind of ramping up women's tag teams. And it feels like you know if you do have you know a team like Willow and Ruby, and the dynamic of Ruby being kind of a hardened, more serious uh, women's competitor, and then you have Willow who is kick ass but also she's got this infectious joy about her and it kind of like annoys ruby but in an endearing way i think that is a good combination for those two you uh, honestly i don't think anybody expected ty j to be together as long as they have been because that was just kind of a makeshift team from that original women's tag team tournament that ended up becoming exactly what uh you kind of need for a tag team division i think Mm -hmm. honestly i know that's something that people have talked about and that they want to do uh they're pretty close to having i think all the elements they need for it so um and then At at, at least bring back the deadly draw i think at least just do
3: another women's tag tournament if you're not gonna introduce tag titles
2: right Yeah, I mean, the the funny thing was, like, because Cody kept talking about tag titles. Cody kept saying he wanted to see tag titles in the women's division. And when people would ask Cody, like, hey, when are you doing trios titles? He would go, don't you want to see women's tag titles first? Mm. And uh, the response to that was usually, well, you have trios. You don't really have women's tag teams, so no. But uh, (laughs) I think um, because, you know, I, I think the approach, I didn't necessarily like the approach in 2018 WWE took to women's tag titles. Mostly because they formed tag teams as a necessity for the belts rather than bringing in belts as a necessity for tag teams. And I think that was kind of the wrong approach to it. I think the tag team should have existed longer. And then you could say, well, now we need women's tag titles. Whereas at the time it was like we brought in these titles and then they were like, hey, do you want to team up? Do you want to team up? How about you guys? And it was like, look, it was really just Bailey and Sasha. That, that was the tag team people right. wanted. And so uh, I, I think I would like to see a different approach of, Hey, all of these teams exist. They need something to vie for. Uh, that, that would be my approach. Right. Uh, Corey says, Brit offered Soraya tickets to LA and for her to sit front row to watch. She could take that offer and bring in Naomi and Sasha. Happy holidays um I don't know Uh, I think I mean I think people are like really over uh, over analyzing the ticket aspect of it Uh, I keep hearing people go well if she picks a partner who are the tickets for (laughs) I don't think I I think it was just a way for Brit to introduce the idea I don't think the tickets actually matter at all But I do keep hearing that. I, I have seen the tickets brought up consistently. I, I genuinely don't think anybody involved in that angle—this and this is just me guessing—anybody involved in the angle has thought about the tickets beyond uh, them being that, a prop for yeah. for Saraya to just get invited to the show.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of tag teams, I just thought about it. Aren't they officially four years old now because they were introduced on the Christmas episode, right?
5: Oh wow. Uh, women's
3: tag
2: yeah. titles yeah wow. that's right because mm. that was vince uh vince and, as and santa the, claus santa claus okay. yeah that's wow. right in santa claus costume saying wow. we're gonna have women's tag titles and the greatest of all time john cena is back
5: <laughs> uh. i still think like there's they shouldn't be an nxt women's tag team championship no mm. there should be just wwe tag team titles right yeah um, they should just be floating titles yeah and Uh, it's not the uh the women that are in nxt aren't like for the style that they're asking them to do they are not so far behind women on the main roster and in some ways some of them are at a higher level to where like yeah that should be like you said those should be the floating titles they should exist between both shows um and that's a chance for people to get like that exposure you're already asking them in some aspects to do half the work as a tag right. team. And so it's a way to get the get the crowd familiar with them. Um it's a way to have um you know meaningful um, not just feuds, but just meaningful matches on television that people get to see. And so you don't have things like bless her heart, a Tegan Knox come back from injury and people say, "Huh?" You right. know what I mean? Like like there are there are ways to make these people um just, just more popular, more your audience more familiar with them. They there should not be if you have eight teams, there shouldn't be two sets of titles. You shouldn't.
3: Right. Okay. Tegan has been a part of three tag teams, by the way, and now she is like, what is she doing? Three tag teams. Man. Absolutely. Uh,
2: like the only reason I can see why they didn't want to keep the idea of floating tag titles around was, um, I I know for a fact that uh, as far back as like. 2021 i know in 2019 there was this idea of you know nxt third brand kind of deal but i think right around 20 like mid 2020 to 2021 they were like okay vince is very adamant and i don't necessarily blame him for that about there being a hierarchy there needs to be a separation of like you on the main roster are just in a different echelon from the people in nxt and so uh they didn't necessarily want the tag teams of NXT to even seem like they're remotely on the level of the tag teams that are on the main roster. Um, and now that I say that, of course, the New Day one, the yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. mid yeah, tag title. I was about to say that, that time's dead. Yeah, it's so, Well, I mean, so I, I think it's still true, nonetheless, and I think we we, we see that in various aspects look at uh braun breaker for example right like braun breaker seems like a really big deal in nxt he he is the champion he is a guy who comes off like somebody who can does dominate that brand but the two times he worked raw this year seemed like a fish out of water he did not seem like he even remotely belonged on that roster yet or in front of I, that crowd I, yet. I,
3: I see what you did there You brought up fish and I, I
2: see that no, he but, he didn't though, and I think it, it like it, it's interesting that watching NXT, it feels like you know Braun, you know Braun's almost there, right? But then it was like once he was on Raw, you were like, oh, he's got a ways to go, and you yeah. don't re- and you don't necessarily see that. And I think that distinction does need to exist between NXT and main roster, so that there's not necessarily an unrealistic expectation of oh, somebody who's made it in NXT can make it anywhere because. Yeah. Uh, once you get to that main roster, it's a little bit different. And that's not right. even not. a knock. Yeah, yeah, like
5: you can you can have your Dolph Zigglers and mm-hmm. your, to a lesser extent, a Mandy Rose and a New Day go down to play triple A ball. Um, yes. In some ways, it's to get their mojo back um, after something went awry. In some ways, you want to see how your other talent plays around them or against them. So, yeah, but, yeah, going up is a different thing. Once you're up, you should be up. Um that should be that should be standard, absolutely. And you know, you got guys down there. Um, you know, you got, you know, your your mellows who as soon as you want him up there, he's gonna be everything you've ever dreamed of. Um, I think that I think hell, I think Zoe Stark is like really good. I think Mm -hmm. she's really good. Um, I don't know if there's a character for her yet that is going to make her anything outside of hey, I can really wrestle. Right. Um, I think. Look, if 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 Ivy Nile and Zoe Stark were one person, they'd be a star. You know Definitely. what I mean? But I think that Ivy Nile has um, a ways to go with 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 character. But gee, who who else looks that good? You know what I mean? Like right. like her physique is insane. Um, they got a few people down there, but I look at like, yeah, like a mellow soon as you want him up there. I think he can be up there. Actually, they pretty deadly. He's like really, really good. <laughs> like they're sneaky. Good. And then working with New Day, I think is them showing, hey, we're going to have it. But yeah, going going from down there to just even hanging out on the main roster. I do agree. I do agree that that's you do see the difference right away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's still.
2: Stupid to have two sets of tag, women's tags.
5: Tag. I, I do still think that's dumb, it, <laughs> it, it, Yeah, it's, it's, I do still think that part is dumb, though. Mm. Uh, uh,
2: let's see. So, we got uh, let's go with some humper chats. Uh, let's see. Harley Queen says, first time Humper Chatter. Missed the live Ask Rhapsody and wanted to say that the only logical song to license for Mercedes and AEW is Bossy by Kalise. The lyrics I like are spot on. Okay. <laughs> um, That's pretty
3: yeah, I mean, you No, know, we got the, the, the full cover of it for CBO
1: on Flex.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. 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 don't. No. Please don't.
1: Please don't remind me.
2: All right, the, let, we got to answer the question. I want to pose the same question to Cam. It was asked to us in Ask Rhapsody. If you, knowing Tony Khan and his penchant for licensing music, if you had to license a song for Mercedes and AEW, what song is it?
5: Oh, it's that, it's that, that specifically, a um, heavily edited Cardi's verse on Glorilla's song, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. I said, okay. I said, I said <laughs> like, Glorilla too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going yo, man. Directly to Hi. like. 2022 20, that that i went to uh i went to california uh earlier this year and and my old lady she was just playing that gorilla gorilla back to back to back to back i was like yo this is aggressive and can i curse on here i don't know yeah of like, course yes. you can oh, yes. this is aggressive pussy talk I like this like, i want some <laughs> this and so yeah man I, w- I would love that that aggression i think that like boss is a fantastic song I think Mm -hmm. it it fits the bill. I think it's, uh, you know, kind of thumb to the nose at WWE in some ways. And that's cool. But, like, I think that a big reason people talk about, uh, you know, Sasha Banks, Mercedes being there is – and people ask me this. How do you make AEW current? How do you make AEW mainstream? I don't know if you can make wrestling mainstream. But if that's the goal you want to go, go with a hot act right now today. Like, everything – Nostalgia is great, but everything shouldn't be nostalgia. Something should be in the now. Straight you know up. what I mean? So, like, get get something current. Get, get something like some, some Glorilla or one of these women that men hate because they're doing the exact same thing. See, men and men I, I went
2: with Megan the, the Stallion, th- stallion th- for my answer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and
5: Absolutely. Treat uh, this thing like it's happening right now. Absolutely. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Megan, I feel like that's a topic we can't avoid here. Uh, and I don't know that I want to avoid it, uh, because of course, a lot of Tory Lanes fans. Uh, I want to say they 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 were real quiet this morning, but they really haven't been. No, uh, they weren't. Quiet. <laughs>
3: Some of them have been quiet. I, I ain't Some seen of, the academics say nothing,
2: bro. Been, <laughs> I
5: nothing. watched the stream last night. You, he was, he was, he was. I've never seen him that sad. Like, Ooh. it's. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go. I have a lot of thoughts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, there were a lot of people uh, who I think, one, were sure as hell showing a lot of faith in a system that I thought they... Uh, you
1: thought this not, is going to work in uh, favor of a black man, you guys. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I know. just look at this.
2: There's a lot of faith in the system, and I thought, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking here? But also, just uh, on the other side of it, it's uh, a lot of people said, uh, who are on the Tory Lane side of things, don't worry, the truth will come out. And... What does that even mean? But, the, you know, the, what's interesting, though, is when people say that, they never actually mean the truth. What they mean is the side that vindicates what I believe. Right. Because as, as far as the ruling is concerned, Tory Lanes found guilty, all three charges, um, looking at 20 years and
0: possible deportation. Uh, and This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: And it was one of those things where I, like, almost forgot. Tory Lanez is Canadian (laughs) until all this came up. And then uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, deportation. That is exactly how that works. Um, And... It's like, so do you still feel that the truth came out? Or did do you now feel that it's all lies? Because mm-hmm. you can't necessarily have it both ways. When we...
5: You guys have been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it for a long time. And think about when the topic of Soraya, of Page comes up.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And it's about... Having her in your company, or should she wrestle, or do you agree with this opinion? And so often it goes back to her sexual history in NXT.
4: Yeah.
5: Like even with uh when she was dating Alberto Del Rio and married or whatever they were, whenever something would go awry with them, it would go back to her sexual history and bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we exist in this space now where the dumbass kids who couldn't get women based on their features or the respect for their community. They have an internet presence now, and yep. so everything that a woman with any type of yep. autonomy does automatically goes back to it being her fault because she's some type of whore, right? Mm-hmm. And so you saw with 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 Soraya and still to this day. You know, you'll start a conversation about her, and you'll see a still of her in the in the, in the NXT Women's Title, right? Or the Divas Title or whatever, and right. it's yes, it's nasty. And so like. This whole idea that because Meg slept with all these people, it caused an uprising in her friend group, which led to her being shot and she should be held accountable for that. It's like, that's not how any of this works. That's not how this works. (laughs) No, you you don't get shot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like you, 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 the crime was still committed, regardless of how you feel about how she's treating people interpersonally, that, that isn't from a place of violence. And so that's what I think. I think a lot of people who take solace in slut-shaming thought that somehow um, the universe was going to reward that. <laughs> and it's like, yo, you 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 got mad and shot the lady because she was fucking somebody or somebody else was fucking somebody. And it's like, that that that's not justifiable in any court whatsoever. No, zero courts. No courts like, no course in the world. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Man. And, and again, like it, it's it's a it's a sad day for men who only have women because of money or views. It's a right. sad, sad day for them. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't feel bad for them. They're going to they're going to I don't know, they'll cry into their laptops. And <laughs> what really got me, I was watching Academics last night and Fresh and Fit are on there and they are just the yeah. the, the, the best example of this only exists because i found some money and i'm yes. going to milk this for all it's worth and mm. it's just it's nasty do i watch it because it's terrible i absolutely do i contribute to the problem but <laughs> just watching them say, watching them say like listen listen a lot of people eat cheetos for breakfast i don't do that i just watch bad internet stuff yeah but um Watching them specifically say, well, no man should feel safe now. No, nah, I feel pretty uh, safe. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah, I, I feel, feel good. So I ain't shooting that. nobody. Like, yeah. I think
2: I feel okay. I yeah. feel yeah. no,
5: good. I feel good that I'm not going to get so mad at a woman for choosing somebody outside of me once or twice or 48 times mm-hmm. is going to lead to me pulling a gun on her. Like, I, I do not think right. that those are going to be my expectations of the situation at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, those, those... but I'm still gonna listen to 48 Floors. It's like my favorite jogging <laughs> song. Um, it's fantastic. The breakdowns are amazing. Uh, but no, like enjoy prison because you shot a lady in the foot. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: I, I don't. I don't really understand Fresh and Fit in their their existence as people that hate women, and that's kind of their market. That's their brand. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that. Um, it's kind of in the same vein as the Kevin Samuels stuff. And I just don't really get the, I don't get the appeal of it. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I just think there's no real winner in this whole situation because yeah. I, 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 even if you don't think that Tory shot her, um, which all the evidence seems to suggest that he did, um, mm-hmm. no, he's moving crazy. Um, I, I don't, I, how do you, how do you go to a party? in california not your not where you're from by the way um and you're at like the whitest of the white cloud chasers houses Mm -hmm. um and you are potentially with two women that you have had sex with and they both don't know this like all that that scenario in itself is crazy and then on top of that you're drinking in the in the process and you have a gun on you right no all of that is crazy (laughs) like and, and so even if you think he did not shoot this woman no, he was extremely irresponsible, and he put those women in a bad situation.
1: There's yeah. no way of getting around that. Like a budding rap star, like the future of the whole business, like he put all of her shit, like in a predicament because he's wild and You know, he's a wild, you know, Napoleon complex young rapper nigga. It's like you can't. It yeah, just uh, it's just bad all around. Like you're saying on both sides, it's, it's just it, not. It, it just yet. sounds crazy, and I I, I think that when
3: you hear people on that side say that the truth was going to come out i think they thought that they were going to expose this side of megan that people didn't know Mm -hmm. and people were going to come out of this like oh well she's an awful person hey you know you can get into this uh whatever she may have done things that night that did make her look good but she didn't deserve to get shot Mm -mm. (laughs) like no Mm -hmm. like so I think all of this looks really bad and I'm not saying that there's no winner in this to say that Megan comes out of this looking bad but I do think that Megan is going to have to deal with a lot of the nonsense of this for a long time and this isn't going to be something that goes away just because he was found guilty. Um, I just feel bad for her. I feel bad that she has to deal with this Um, and uh, all of this stuff that Tor- Tori had going during the pandemic just immediately went away because he just made some bad decisions.
2: Yeah. Sucks. Uh, Wanga05 sent in a super chat says, It's already Sunday down here. So, Merry Xmas, fellas. Been fun listening each week since I found out about the show in April. Thank you, Wanga, for listening to awesome. the last. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah. Eight months. Thank you. Appreciate it. Small Snippets of Life says, Reg. Are flips better than fists?
1: Come on, it's Christmas, of course. One million percent. I'll take flips every <laughs> time. <laughs> flips over fists. I don't care. Hey man, y'all got y- y-
3: y'all got this. This is this is uh this is uh been a long time coming <laughs> as a as a big time Young Bucks defender yep. in Righteous Reg and mm-hmm. a I don't want to say anti Young Bucks guy but uh you know a uh, uh young bucks detractor i will say that we're on and, two
1: sides of the fence for sure two sides
6: and, of the fence. and and
5: you know a known uso guy so i'll tell you what um i was at dynamite on wednesday we talked about this a little bit before the show um wasn't the biggest fan of of, of game four <laughs> and i think the biggest thing about it what, what I'm realizing is... It was
2: game five this week, by the way. It was way. game
5: five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pivotal game five. Mm-hmm. That's meant to be seen on television. You know what I mean? Like, I went back and looked at it and, and appreciated it more. That specific style is meant to be seen on television. Okay. Um, I, My biggest thing is this, and I feel like I've we've talked about it and I've expressed it. It not being my thing in particular doesn't mean it's not very good and very effective. Right. And I think that, of that style, they're absolutely the best at it. Like, there's there's no question in that. But, man, I just want to see somebody get hit in the fucking face sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, of course, a, a huge Usos fan. I think they're amazing and great and, and all that. But i tell you what. When I look at a guy like Julius Creed in NXT, that's what jump, jumps off the page at me. Big athletic throw you around, come in like a house of fire, a million miles an hour, and can do all the stuff like I was uh, huge into American Alpha, like back when that was the jam, uh, but more into American Alpha than I was DIY or AOP. Like I, I'm kind of specific with that. Um, love how far Angelo Dawkins has come when I watch the Street Profits. I think they're really good. Flips are dope. I love flips. Flips are cool, man. I just if if I have to choose one, you not leaving your feet and punching somebody and suplexing them across the arena. Uh, that's what I want to see. So, they're, they're cool. so, so
3: you should be an FTR fan.
5: Oh well, oh, well, listen, I tell people all the time, FTR paid my rent a couple of months ago. Of course <laughs> I'm an
2: FTR fan. So, um, You know yeah. what's interesting to me, though? I, I will say this, um, as a fan of both FTR and uh, and the Young Bucks, because I – people know this about me. If it pleases a crowd, that to me is the most effective thing in pro wrestling. That's the only thing I care about is that yep. if you're getting crowd reactions, because if you're doing your style and at the end of the day, like I'm like, well, this is good, but like you're getting no reaction, then that shit sucks. Like mm-hmm. that's the that that's the end of it for me is that the biggest things in pro wrestling are the things that, that move a crowd. And at the end of the day, I have yet not ever seeing a crowd not move for the young bucks, and so at the end of the day, that to me is the most effective thing they do. That rampage,
5: um, um that rampage months ago, where it was them and the Lucha Brothers in LA, mm-hmm. uh,
2: that, yeah, Ontario, yep, yeah. yeah. that June that
5: solidified it for me. And again, I'm, I'm somebody who did not see them a whole bunch before AEW started, um, mm-hmm. and then I wasn't every week AEW guy at, at at first until it's like, oh, like, this is really a thing. This is required. Like, we need to make sure we're paying attention to this. But when I saw how the crowd reacted to, like, that match and the, the cage match, I was just like, whatever I'm saying, let me make sure I adjust the way that I'm saying. <laughs> because they are, like, that's the thing. If you're super serving your audience, it's good. Like, yeah, there's yes. there's no two ways about that. Personal taste got to go out the window if you see it working.
2: Well, Definitely. and so uh, I look at it this way as somebody whose personal taste kind of can go either way. Like I said, love Young Bucks, love FTR. Um, the reason for me that overall, I think this year it's a FTR over Young Bucks year easily. But overall, the reason I'm still Young Bucks over FTR is b- put simply. When you think about – what both teams are the best at. I believe that the young bucks accomplish what they're looking to accomplish more often and more consistently than FTR has at trying to accomplish what they're looking to accomplish. And what I mean by that is that when you think about the young bucks and having crowd pleasing matches and things along those lines, very few misses as far as they're concerned when you look at the young but or when you look at ftr and the type of matches that they have when they hit they hit right we're talking about the briscoes just a couple months or just a couple weeks ago probably my match of the year but they've also had some misses ftr has had quite a few misses uh when they were in there with yeah, santana not that and... many this year no not that not that many this year but you know th- they are one of the few teams that's had some misses with the lucha bros they're one of the few teams that's had some misses with Santana and Ortiz and what I mean by that is the young bucks style computes with everyone they get in the ring with including FTR Mm -hmm. FTR style doesn't necessarily compute with everybody and so it's like you got to put them with the best team the best team that complements their style for it to work and when it does work it works but when it comes to the Young Bucks, you put them with literally anybody. You put them with FTR, you put them with Santana Ortiz, you put them with Butcher and the Blade. Their shit just clicks with everybody that they tie up with.
1: They're the greatest of all time.
2: I mean the young the Young Bucks are more giving as a
3: tag team. I think that they're they allow the other team to get their shit off more. But
2: like I said, FTR's had some duds when they're not duds they're great but they Mm -hmm. have had you know the first time that people walked away from that lucha bros match and were like why did that suck Well, that shouldn't have sucked because lucha bros are great ftr is great what happened and i uh,
3: sucked though it had it it had
2: it had a rough ending but then we learned that somebody got hurt in that match and that was why um, ultimately they uh, but we didn't find that out till later but at the time it was like why didn't this hit that something was off here
5: I think there's a lower degree of difficulty for the Young Bucks. And what I mean is moves that don't go 100% correctly are not held against them. I think that they're attributed to their style. And so, hey, I did miss this Melzer driver by three feet, but hassles, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Um, Um, Am I I being hyperbolic? Yes. A little bit. A little bit. But what I'm saying is, like, I I think that when you pioneer a style, which they very much have, I think when you pioneer a style,
1: um, you are
5: given more grace when things don't hit perfectly. And when you're not marketed as a team that's supposed to be crisp and exact like an FTR is. You know, Um, there's a difference in the marketing. Um, I think that the Bucks are smash mouth in a, I don't know, kite when it's really windy style. And I think that they're given... They're given a little grace when, when everything isn't 100% perfect. But I think that's a part of their charm. I I, I, I am,
3: am going to completely rebut that they've been <laughs> given grace because they have not been given grace on a lot of things. Um, well,
5: the people who I don't mean, like them aren't going to well, like well, them. Well, wait, hold on, <laughs> right? though, because we,
3: we, 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 we've seen a lot of allegations about their matches not being good storytelling. It's just spot fest. And that has never been true. Which is um, not true, yeah. People like, just and, have... I, yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of people that have these, like, notions about the Young Bucks as a tag team and as people that people just run with no matter how many times it's been proven false. How, right. Look, I mean, look, I still have not gotten over that we had to listen to for days people accusing them of uh, cultural appropriation based off of that sneaker shopping episode. And we've seen numerous white wrestlers go on this show and didn't have the same thing said about them at all. It, it's completely ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was...
5: Uh... You think they be telling stories, Phil? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they do. They First off, I am going to say that... Um, <laughs> I am going to say... The And I've been saying this for weeks. I'm going to (laughs) keep hammering this in. The Best of Seven series, to me, has been some of the best storytelling in professional wrestling today. And a big piece of that is that if you can get a narrative across without a promo, if you can get a narrative across without a backstage segment, if you can get a narrative across without... Any words being said, to me, that's the best narrative you could possibly get across in professional wrestling. When you've let the wrestling tell the story. And Aww. for five straight matches, they have let the wrestling tell the story. That people have walked away from that going, okay, I know what's going on. I know that there's a story of this hammer. We know that there's a story of the uh, that the Lucha Bros have cheated at every turn that the Young Bucks and Kenny can't seem to get ahead of these guys and that they've had to change the game in order to uh to make things work. Also, you have the story of Ray Phoenix not necessarily being fully on board with cheating, but knowing that it works, so why not go with it? You have the story of Nick Jackson's ankle. You've had the story of Matt Jackson having to be the savior here. You've had the story of Kenny having his triumphant comeback, but uh, at the same time, he's not been able to score a pinfall in any of this. All of that narrative has been told throughout the matches. They've been playing, making references back to each match. They've been telling a story in the ring without having to say a word. And the fact that people even get that and pick up on all of it, I think, is a testament to true quality storytelling in a ring.
5: Can I tell you why I don't like the internet, Will? And I'm not refuting anything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Phil said what he said, and I asked the question. You think they would be telling stories? And Corey in the chat said nasty take. See, what was my take? My <laughs> <I didn't laughs> a, a take is a question.
3: <laughs> and, 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 and 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 yes, I do think they tell stories, and not just and in, this, in the series. To, and
5: that's the thing: I defer to the experts with stuff like this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and do I, 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 yeah. I think the Young Bucks have the very best publicists in the entire world? Absolutely. Do that. Boy, um, you guys can tell the tale, but <laughs> I'm not refuting anything you're saying. Like, I smart people sit back and watch these things and explain to you what's going on, and you say, "Okay." Um, but yeah, I didn't. There was no take.
3: no 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 No, it's just a question And, and, and i i do think they tell stories i think that this idea that they don't has gotten kind of over exaggerated um i but i also think that there are things that they do very well that some of their haters don't give them any credit on but a lot of those people don't watch young buck matches they just have this idea of who they are based on this reputation they created before AEW existed Um, because for a long time they were presented as anti wwe guys in a lot of ways not just because of things they were saying but because of their style of wrestling and so a lot of wwe fans don't like them for that reason and it isn't based on you know anything that's real about their style of wrestling they just decided no they're the enemy and so you know a lot of these takes that people throw at them you could throw at other tag teams but they don't because they're not presented as the enemy
5: i think but, like when we talk about the young bucks everybody knows like i'm like the biggest adam cole fan on the planet and there ain't that much separation between them. No, i think all. that my thing with adam cole is i think he speaks truth to power and like there's just a he is my type of jerk to where i know <laughs> how good i am but i don't want you to be good too like i love mm-hmm. him i think adam cole's amazing I think that the best story the Young Bucks have told was deferring to Adam Cole in a way. And then the problems between them and Red Dragon, like I, I, the Young Bucks tell a very good story to me specifically when they're the focal point of it. It's not my favorite thing, but like, I like what's going on with them in the Lucha Bros. I think that like two things, I think the hammer thing wore itself out for me around match three. Like, I think that that, I actually agree. But if this was a best of five, I'd probably be way more into what's going on than it being a best of seven. Um, and I didn't like how I think it was at the Austin show, how Kenny at the end, I know I'm out of breath, but I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of words about why Expedition. this is continue. And I'm <laughs> like, no, I, I see it, just do it. Like, I don't need to hear all that. But no, no, no. Um, they um the intricacies of what they do as a team that is new to me and isn't necessarily my style. I need people like Washington and Phil Lindsay and righteous Reg to explain to me what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I admittedly, like you, you tell me that's what's going on, and I'm going to look at it through that lens. Right, there, define, define they're Reg. They're See that changes you, my you, whole perspective. You
1: know, I didn't know that you were a new young Bucks fan. I thought I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been watching these guys wrestle since 2000. I, I thought I one, thought that was pretty time. clear. Oh, a
3: lot, a lot yeah. of people that don't yeah. like them are new fans.
5: Oh no, you me trying to explain oh. Twitter, how does this guy have a job in <laughs> wrestling when he hasn't been watching Japanese wrestling since 1998? Yeah. He's not up at 4 a.m. with the rest of us. What? You kiss my ass, okay? Yeah, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate those
1: takes. That shit's whack. You, you know what's There's,
2: interesting to me? And, and see, and on the other end, because, because I love listening to people. I love listening to people's perspective. And for those who've been following me long enough. I'm gonna take you guys on a journey back to the 2019 RBR year-end awards. And people will recall we did, uh, sorry, not year-end awards, the decade-end awards, um, going into 2020. And I had some exposure to the Young Bucks because I watched a lot of Impact, but it was mostly like Generation Me stuff, right? But I hadn't really gotten into a lot of uh, what they had done with the Bullet Club, what they had done Ring of Honor, what they had done. That's all stuff I got into, like hindsight, boredom, and the pandemic. But um, we were doing our Decade End Awards. I had given my Tag Team of the Decade to the Usos. And it was actually Maxwell Baumbach. (laughs) (laughs) Maxwell Baumbach had actually given Tag Team of the Decade to the Young Bucks. And uh, he made a compelling argument to me as to why he believed it was actually the Bucks. And he was like, look, the the Bucks actually pioneered the style that you're giving the Usos credit for, Will. And I was like, "Um, uh, and I, again, everything, all the points I made about why I thought it was the Usos, Maxwell had kind of hammered into me as to why it was actually the Bucks. And so I was like, you know what? maybe i disagree but i don't necessarily know that i can fully say that so then i went and i was like all right especially in those pandemic months you don't have shit else to do i went back and i watched a lot of stuff uh people are like will i don't remember you being so like up on bullet club history it's because i watched the entire history of the bullet club in like two weeks um and so that was i went back 2014 to to now and I, i i'm pretty fairly caught up on a lot of that stuff. Uh, and so for me, it was like, I came away from it going, I had the wrong idea about the Bucks that entire time. And mainly it was because like Generation Me was really all I knew. And there was some good stuff in that's that a, time period.
3: That's a crazy thing to know them for, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> watching I'm them now I'm and only man. know Generation Me is kind of crazy. because
5: mm-hmm. um, that's a name.
2: Yeah, the, that was the thing was uh, I knew the Young Bucks' is two young dudes whose last name was Buck, but uh, Max and Jeremy Buck, right? And that was, uh, but that was what I knew. And so to to kind of have all of that kind of embedded in me, and then I was like, okay, now watching what the Young Bucks do, um, and again, like I said, my all-time favorite match is still Kenny and Hangman versus the Young Bucks. Like, that match did a lot for me in terms of, Storytelling in terms of action, in terms of crowd pleasing, did everything I could want a match to do. And now, I I, looking at it all, I'm like, okay, I could definitely see this is one of the most influential tags. Pretty much,
3: is that your favorite Young Bucks match?
2: Just, I mean, it's my favorite match. Period. Like, that's my boredom watch. That is my. I need something on in the. Just, all right, I'm in a bad mood. Let me throw on a match that I know is going to make me happy. I'm going to throw that on it's it's usually that or like wrestlemania 30s ending um if you give me just those last five minutes of daniel bryan making batista tap out uh that's one of those that'll put me in a good mood but it's either that or i'll throw on revolution just to get that match in i watch it all the time at least i've probably watched it like twice a month for the last two years and uh you know
1: what the street i think about that you said that wrestlemania moment that moment. this is gonna sound crazy i was there live and that moment didn't hit as hard as it should have because the streak fucked us all up (laughs) like i was still just like we were all just sitting there like what still just like what just happened it was very confusing can i tell you a confusing moment
2: watching at home i've also watched the streak ending back i've probably seen that a thousand times that is the funniest shit. This, that there are was few real. Things funnier in pro wrestling than that one two three and that sound of the crowd like everybody just sitting down like all right he's gonna kick out mm-hmm. what the fuck? like yeah. i every time i watch it i find somebody different's face and uh i just focus on that one person to see how they react and how all of a sudden they're like wait 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 Undertaker's not defeated no Brian Danielson
1: is my favorite wrestler. I loved him. And at that moment I'm just like, Undertaker exactly. though, dude, what happened? Like, what, <laughs> what, what the hell we'll happened have, here?
3: Whoa, we'll have times have changed. Oh uh, um, yeah, they changed a lot. Speak, speaking okay. of matches in person, were were you at the match where the Young Bucks uh faced the Golden Lovers in Long Beach, Rich?
1: No, I was not at that show. God, no. Every time something great happened. Phil, weren't that, you at that match? I was like at no, a, I, on a cruise I, or something. Something crazy was going on.
3: I, I wasn't there, but that is, to me, one of the greatest Young Buck matches ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I just assumed you were there because that's Long Beach. That's like right across from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Anytime no way, a full cool New Japan show yeah. happened, I was, something was going on. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Hey,
5: well, look, we you are ask to... a question real quick? I just got a question. Mm-hmm. Is Ray J make better music than Kanye because he hit it first? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Wait a minute.
3: Wait a Come minute. Come on. Wait. wait.
5: Is this a question?
3: No, but I feel like that's a different... <laughs> I, I feel like that's a different... Uh, I feel like that's that a different question, up. though. Well, no, wait a you know, minute.
4: Hey. I was him.
3: I, I want to answer this question, though, because I don't think that... I don't think anybody talks about Ray J for that reason, though. Like, I feel like... Ray J kind of has like an underrated body count. Like, I mean,
5: it's not it's not underrated. He's, he's, outside. he's underrated. outside. He's outside.
3: He's <laughs> outside. So he, he, I I think what makes oh, wait, it wait, underrated wait, wait. is that it's Ray but J. Well, um, first off, what the hell does any of that have to do with the music? <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's where I was going with this. That's where I was going with this. So you said no, right. Okay. So I'm I'm saying no because him hitting it first that's just listen we we know ray j's body like i mean pause or whatever but
1: (laughs) um, but listen if you hit it first and then the guy that comes behind you hits it exactly like you did then something's going on you you can
2: at least be like look he watched my tape i know he did i know (laughs) i know he watched my tape
5: somebody in the chat did kind of um did kind of put it together and and i'm i'm gonna miss the analogy perfectly but, like, who was the first pass-catching running back? Like, who could really do it? Um, there's there's a name that I'm not going to think about, right? But when Marshall, Falk's, when Marshall Falk started doing it, it was like, oh, we can just line him up as a fifth receiver, and they don't got a linebacker who can cover him. And it wasn't years and years and years till it was like, okay, we got to keep a nickel out here all the time, right? I think that if, if, if we give – the Young Bucks credit for the Uso style, which is perfectly fine. I'm not refuting history, right? Me seeing that with guys 20 pounds heavier, where it looks to me like them kicks and punches hit a little bit harder, that's going to appeal to me. You know what I mean? Listen, so like you, it's, know, uh, you can absolutely pioneer something and be great at it. And then somebody remix it a little bit or add a different flavor to it. And even if that flavor is just, my shoulders are a little bit wider and then I talk a little bit blacker, right? (laughs) That's going to be for me. Like, okay.
4: I
1: I,
5: I understand. And that works.
1: But like you went to a show the other day because Mm. of these two guys. You went to an AEW show because of these two guys. Oh, with, the, there wouldn't the be yeah. the yes. that show without those guys. The show
5: exists because of those guys. That was another thing for me. And the other guys yeah. are the sidekicks of the main guy. No doubt. No doubt. And that was another thing for me, too, as far as the effect that they have on the crowd. The fact that this, this show exists between, because of these guys. I got one
2: I got one of Uso's question by the they way. We're, 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 but just okay, to, just yeah. to
5: just to say it, I absolutely acknowledge that this company exists because of what the young bucks and Kenny Omega brought to wrestling. Ain't no doubt about that. Like I I listen, respect to the creators. Like ain't, ain't no there's no way around that. You got to show love to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But guess what? I'll cross James Naismith over right now. He won't know what it is, okay? All right? All right?
2: You don't know nothing um, about these moves, Danny. Um, <laughs> all right, we got, we got other stuff we got to get to, by the way. Hold on. I, I appreciate this conversation. I, I, no, this is great. I, shit. I, I just – I don't know, man. All, all of
3: the – I can't. I don't believe the Young Bucks can really fight stuff. Never really – I never really understood That's that right, debate. It's a main thing.
2: And the the reason I I, I agree with that side of it is because, you know who else I don't believe can really fight but has positioned himself like he can? Triple H. That man does not come off like somebody who could actually fight. You 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 trying to say H ain't got hands? Like, no. No, he does not move like somebody who looks like he's got hands. But at the same time, hey, he he has been able to position himself as the toughest guy on earth. And – so at the, at the end of the day, I'm like, look, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, there have been plenty of guys who.
1: Paul Arndorf beat Bader's ass. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
5: Uh, <laughs> Matt Jackson. Hey, listen. Matt Jackson won me over when he hit like five uh, Northern Lights suplexes in a row. Because mm-hmm. my thing, as much as I want to fight, it's I like run fast, jump high guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's an athlete. Like this isn't oh, just okay. jumping from high places. He's an athlete.
3: Yeah, and, I, yeah. and, and yeah. that they can show
5: respect, like where respect is due. Like they, they don't like they can fight, but when you look like you could get out there, you can get to the gym and do some stuff, even if it's just you jumping around on some mats. I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The,
3: the the other thing I will say, so we can move on, is that I think <laughs> that uh, some people that are just now becoming Young Buck fans, or they only know them from AEW. I can get not understanding the appeal because. That first year of them in AEW isn't indicative of who they were in Ring of Honor or New Japan. And I think them coming in and trying to give other guys space to uh, move up the ladder first and put other guys over, it made them look like they weren't that special to some people, but nah. It
2: it, it is interesting that um, when AEW started, everybody was kind of levying the accusations at them of like, Okay, we know what's about to happen. They are gonna book themselves in in all these positions, and then like everybody said, we're not gonna do that. And almost went too hard in the opposite direction, right? right? Like the Young Bucks came in and were like, "We're gonna lose to Private Party in the first Dynamite match we have as a tag team, and then we're gonna turn around and lose to Santana and Ortiz at the first pay per view, and then uh, we at the first pay per view after Dynamite." And then uh, it was like, okay, Kenny and Hangman, they even lost to a makeshift tag team and those guys, uh, and they were just kind of left and right, like, not taking the top spots. Everybody thought Kenny was going to come in, take the top spot, be champion. He eventually was champion, but it took a year and a half for that to happen, and it was like, nah, Kenny came in, and he actually put over Moxley, he put over Pac, he put over Jericho, which, I don't know, You put over Jericho, but either way, Jericho beat him, Um, but that didn't happen. Cody was the same deal. where Everybody was like, all right, we know what this is. Cody's going to make himself champion. We know what this is going to be. And it was like, nah, he actually made sure he can't be champion. Yeah. How would that work out? <laughs> and that was back in WWE. Um, and so I guess point being was... Uh, I don't know just take the shit as it's worth it's uh on tv we yeah. got a bunch of humper chats though that i gotta yeah. get to um because we got a big one thank you so much jennifer this one uh she says happy holidays gents making some holiday lasagna and crab rangoon for the fam so can't be in the chat but want you all to have a uh have the best first off thank,
1: thank you so jennifer. much jennifer that's
2: amazing it's Beautiful. that sounds amazing
1: yeah, and the food sounds
2: bomb, too. Like, I'm Yeah, to I know. That's what I mean. The food sounds bomb. Yeah, no, yeah. Jennifer. I'm trying to pull up with Jennifer and get some mm-hmm. holiday lasagna and crab rangoon from home. Yeah. What? That sounds bomb.
3: Wait, did you ever ask
2: your, your question about the Usos? I've been sitting here thinking that. Did
3: you say I have a question for you about the oh, Usos? Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: No, my my question about the Usos is, uh, it's, it's a two-part question. <laughs> okay, media scrum will. Okay, ready? <laughs> two-part question. Number one. When the Usos listen to rap music, do you think they say nigga? And two, yes. would you be mad if they did? One, yes, they do. <laughs> two, two, are
5: you mad?
2: Listen. Like if you were just sitting around, y'all, like y'all were just sitting there listening to music, and then all of a sudden, listen, listen.
5: <laughs> I have maybe had to have a conversation in the last eighteen months or so um, with someone who maybe shouldn't always rap the lyrics to songs. Um mm-hmm. it was a good conversation. Um Oh yeah, you got
1: caught up be- into some little controversy. I remember everything's there
2: was a yeah.
5: <laughs> things worked out better. Um mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people, I mean you got to be told. You know what I mean? Like
2: I'm Do you, you know,
5: though? I'm from San Antonio. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. And so there's a lot of people who it was just always what they did cuz it's always what they did. And they're receptive to being like, nah, that's not what we do. Uh, Listen, I
1: live in the Bay Area, California, with a lot of Samoan brothers, and uh, it'd be like you tell somebody that's four hundred pounds and six feet eight, you can't
5: say that. Could be rough, but I've I've been. (laughs) Listen, I would, I would, I would absolutely think it wasn't cool if we had a conversation about it and it kept going. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like be like bro like you do whatever you want to do but when we kicking it it can't be that you know um but do i think so for sure you're <laughs> <laughs> you Roman. 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 Mm-hmm. all and, and, you know and, and, it's, and what's crazy?
1: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispie sandwich
3: but you're the filet fish sandwich all day
5: samoa to polynesia from wherever it's a bunch of guys who were in college locker rooms yeah. and sometimes pro locker rooms and you got the usos who was training out there in houston it's a mm-hmm. lot it's a lot. lot and so did they get it honest i think so should they do it absolutely
2: not. <laughs> absolutely not i will be. say that i do believe um because again there's nuance to everything i do think there is such a thing as nigga entrapment and i do believe Honestly, (laughs) that, no, it's true, look, honestly- Nigga, entrapment is a why. Yeah, because I think that if you are a black artist and you are doing a white artist song, I think it is, Yeah, I think it's actually entrapment to Mm -hmm. use the N-word on a white artist song, Mm. Uh, because at that point, like, for example, we'll take uh, all the artists who have done songs with g Easy, right? And dropping the N-word on g Easy songs. But it's like, at the same time, g easy has got, like, all these white girl fans that are just crazy about g Easy, Gonna learn all these g Easy songs. I feel like it's kind of entrapment to then put the N-word on a Easy song. It just, to me, it is. I think that it's like, at that point, you've got these little white girls who are just learning all these songs. And all of a sudden, they're like, it just comes through and I'm like, this kind of entrapment. You can't do that. Like at the same time I'm still again, entrapment at the end of the day, there's still a crime well, that they did. Well,
3: I, I, <laughs> I, I I I will say this to this. Have you ever been in a crowd at a G E D show? No. <laughs> Why would I let let me Jesus? let me tell you right now <laughs> That there are a lot of people in that crowd That they don't need a black person To hop on this song <laughs> To encourage them <laughs> to say it no, no,
1: no, no. I've been <laughs> no. Nah, I don't believe that Fair enough
3: nah, I don't believe that at all That short crowd, nah bro I don't believe that No, The crowd that goes I, to Kanye concerts That has been wanting to say it anyway Nah, no, no, no. They didn't even been to Paris Never. (laughs) Ever.
5: They don't have passports.
3: They don't know what the Sean Deligier is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All
2: right. We got uh, Tony P says, with Jade five wins away from 50, do you have her win the 50th and drop the belt ASAP or win a few more? Um also, who do you think she will realistically drop it to? I mean, we get this question like every week. Vroom, um, vroom,
1: and- vroom, vroom. What sound does a Mercedes make? Vroom 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 vroom. <laughs> uh,
2: well, Tony also <laughs> follows up with, plus, if Mercedes is the mystery partner, should the tag match start the show or end it? I've been thinking about this quite some time. Um, I would end it. Uh I think that then, if you if you can keep that... But at the same time, I think about CM Punk right now. That was like a thing you had to get out of, of the way God. at the start of the show. You had to start the show, get CM Punk out the way, and, and go. But I think this is one of those things, a mystery partner type angle, where you could probably get people hyped the entire time. Like I think about Kenny's return uh, just back in uh, August. Um, I think you could probably keep people on their toes the entire show. I would end it, to be honest, uh, in I think L.A. I end it with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, because it's going to be a big pop, if that's the case, if that's who it is. Um, yeah,
1: I think I would open the show with it. Uh, just cause that's just going to be a huge moment. Um, By ending the show, credits roll. Mercedes is in the ring, apparently. <laughs> I don't know, could be, or whatever. If this is scenario we're talking about, that's crazy. Like, ending the show with her right there in the middle of the ring
2: uh the, like that's to nice. me i would say because one of two things if but they do have a- that
1: ladder match that that's supposed to apparently happen oh yeah
2: them. yeah it's because it's supposed to be a ladder match so like yeah. <sighs> okay yeah i would say if they're able to drop any hints about it beforehand like say january 4th they're able to the, the week before drop some hints about mercedes I'd say end the show, because then you got the hype going all that whole time. If it is one of those things where it's not mentioned whatsoever, then I'd go the other way because you could use her to open the show and then essentially grab people's attention with the rest of the show. It's pretty much how you want to build it. But it's going to be a big show, like regardless, um, because people saw my percentage drop this week when Tony Storm came out to help uh, Sheeta. and uh, But at the same time, I don't know. I, anything still
1: can happen. Like Anything can the, still those happen. Those guys over there got a lot of money, and they could change your mind with a lot of money. So you the, there's,
2: know. I, I think they know who it is at this stage, though. But, again, watch the interview with your boys and, and TK, and then we'll, we'll know yeah. for sure. I have
3: uh, a question. I, I think 50 is the way to go. Uh, get, get a nice round number. Yeah. You got to so, get her to 50. Like, at this <laughs> point,
2: she's sitting at 45. There's no reason to end it. Here, I think – uh, 50 is going to be a hard number to top for anybody, yeah. and it's, it's a cool number. You, you got to okay. get her all the way there. Mm-hmm. Jason says, "Grapsity, Merry Christmas and Holida- Happy Holidays my dudes. What are some of your Christmas traditions? Also, if you had to give a wrestler slash wrestling personality Cole in his or her stocking,
1: who would you choose?
2: Um,
1: Jobber from WCW is definitely getting Cole in his stocking. Oh, um, uh, yeah, as of, this,
3: uh, my, as of this week, Lacey Evans is getting the biggest call. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to say Max Caster um, is yeah. <laughs> is my pick for uh, dropping references and raps and then not following up on it. When asked about it, Max Caster mm, um, and Dr. Smoke. Mm. Yes, <laughs> but, but uh, as far as... Uh what about you, Cam? Who's your
5: um I love everyone equally? Everyone's fantastic, and nobody's had <laughs> so bad
2: everybody's bad. getting Cole. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh uh
5: wrestling. Uh i probably i probably give my man JD to Cole, man. Um mm-hmm. it just oh, uh
3: oh, we you really wanted that for wrestling personalities? We can do that. Yeah,
5: I think I give JD to Cole, man. I, I think he just um Boy, you you re- when you find out how they really feel about you, it ain't the time mm-hmm. to get sad. <laughs> that, ain't the, right. that ain't the time to hide your hands and woe is me. Um, you know the energy you give off, you know what you bring to the table, um, outside of jokes. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, just watching him why would they say that about me? Why would they say it about me? Well, we mm-hmm. have a mountain of evidence as to why. <laughs> right. You might be the one, like everybody can't tell the joke. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't make the comment because then you get the I know you ain't talking.
1: Right, and exactly.
5: Then, and then they're talking about your mother all of a sudden. You're like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I so so cold to the guy, man. Um, <laughs> And I would say Lacey Evans too. I think that way back, because I be knowing what I'm talking about, when they first did the repackage, I specifically said, look, I do not know her political leanings, but this is a Republican origin story if I've ever seen. I mean. <laughs> and they and they were dogging me. They were all mm-hmm. like, what is? What do you mean? And this is just a feel good America. I'm like, guys, you are not understanding. Mm-hmm. White people bootstraps ain't the yeah. story you think it is.
2: It ain't, I, <laughs> it ain't. Nah,
3: I I, I, I told people on this podcast when those things first started airing, I was like, now nah, you can hear. I'm proud to be American, playing in the background. Yeah, nah, but this, exactly. This well,
2: honestly, I think. <laughs> See, and I was on the side of, you can see it, so just like lean into it. I think, honestly, look, we've been repackaging Lacey Evans for the last four years, right? Oh, she came no. out t- 2019, she's been coming to the ring, but she did the whole like come out and not do anything for a little bit. Honestly, look, just make her a Fox News host, like she, she's please, already no. blonde, <laughs> look, she's already no. blonde, like I would, like, oh, no, please uh... don't do it. Eesh. Lacey Evans Fox News host nah, that's it know. that's the gimmick that's Listen, the one if, I say if, go if all no, the way
1: he has a lot of ammo to use too like please, if you don't promo no. every if, week if, going if, off. if, if
3: this happens I'm gonna specifically blame you every week we have to
5: watch it <laughs> <laughs> oh I'd say you
2: have to watch it I'm just
5: saying I believe, I believe that the Usos absolutely say nigga when it comes on in the song I also believe Lacey Evans says woke and woke ain't the word she needs to <laughs>
1: She's dialing
5: it back, but the phone is still in the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch out the house. Mm -hmm. Big facts. Bless her heart. Oh, and and she can't fight it. You know what I mean? She is who she is, and social media being what it is, she can't fight it. And I'm not even saying she should. Like people were like up in arms that she would think the things that she thinks. I'm like, guys, and I, I, I hate. It, um, have you been paying attention, guy? Or I'm not surprised, guy. I do hate that guy, mm-hmm. but I also hate outrage, guy, when you can just be like, I mean, Yeah, don't attack the person for being the person they've always been. Right. Say something funny and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> Lacing uh,
5: tires late nights on
2: Fox. Ooh. All right, so you? we got a Oh, yeah, and then Christmas tradition was the other question that was asked here. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, we've become kind of a go-to-the-movies-on-Christmas family, Um, and a big piece of that is because December suddenly become this blockbuster month. And so it used to be like, you know, December was kind of the the chill month for movies, and now uh, I would say ever since Into the Spider-Verse came out, every year we've had a movie to go to on Christmas. Because I saw that Christmas Day uh, 2018. No, I guess Star Wars. The the Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens. That was one I saw on Christmas as well. So, yeah, it's almost been a decade of seeing movies on Christmas. No exception here. Um, Probably go see Avatar or something uh, Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Because that's what we do. I have kids. I'm the only one here with kids. And uh, (laughs) I get. Woken up at the butt crack of dawn Christmas morning. We open presents by eight thirty. Christmas is over. Uh, cause like we already done all the shit and then, yeah, it was like, we want to do something with the rest of the day. Let's go to the movies and we we'll go to the movies, go to my parents' house and enjoy. Sweet. What are y'all um, doing?
3: Um, I don't know. Probably gonna do the family thing. That's usually the Christmas thing to do. Um, The older and older I get, the more I secretly hate Christmas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Because I feel like the older and older you get, the more uh, you go to Christmas events and people that you spent Christmas with for years are not there. And you have to think about that every year. It's Mm -hmm. not fun. Um, And there's a lot of other stuff that comes with Christmas that ain't that great to me. Um, I was feeling
1: like that this... Month and I was like, am I a humbug or whatever? Like when I'm telling people, they looking uh, at me like yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not really feeling it though. It's not really. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, as as far as
3: like fun stuff to do, I mean, of course, like the family stuff. Um, Watch all of the Christmas movies, like Iron Man Three, which is a Christmas movie and is an underrated Marvel movie. And I will not take any slander for it. I'm dying on a hill. Mm. Uh-huh. I think it
2: is underrated. I went back and watched... Like I didn't like it when it came out, but I went back and watched it, and uh, I was like. Damn, I didn't give this enough credit at the time. Uh it's actually better than I thought. What movie was that? Iron Man Three.
5: Iron Man Three. Oh, it's super it's fun. It's fun. I like watching uh resourceful Tony Stark in, yeah, yeah. in, in hoodie with a slingshot. <laughs> and he was MacGyver. It was amazing. I think yeah, that. I think, the, I think yeah. that
2: was like the reason yeah. I didn't like it because I'm like, I came to see Iron Man and I'm getting like MacGyver Tony Stark. But now in hindsight, I'm like this is actually good. I, I it was great this is a movie.
3: It, it, right. It's it's a shame black movie with Iron Man in
5: it. it. It's great. We um we typically do sausage croissants. Like that's that's our thing: sausage croissants and hot chocolate. Um, we're all older now, so I don't know if our stomachs can take that. <laughs> um, um, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, uh, with a very large Hispanic population. My late best friend. Um, uh, Catholic, and so he would do, like, you know, they have a bunch of stuff during the week. I say that to get this joke off. My mother says this year, um, she was like, well, I don't want to wait till Christmas. We need to do some stuff early. I said, oh, we're Mexicans now?
1: And (laughs) we had a good
5: laugh about that. (laughs) Love it.
1: Love it. I think
5: everything is still going to kind of be tomorrow. And and we're, you know, I'm 37. My sister's 30. My mother is ancient. And so there's not, like, a whole lot of gifts. We just kind of, like, did our thing. So it's going to be us hanging out um watching Friday after next and trading places again and Christmas Vacation is literally classic one of Christmas movies. favorite movie or the loves Christmas Vacation. I think I bought it for like three times on three different formats. Um so we'll watch that. And then um, you know, all my friends that I grew up with are here. And so, you know, we go house to house, um, drinking up everybody's drink, telling stories, and yeah, it'll just be that. That's what's up.
1: Yeah, uh driving down to Bakersfield after this, classic. Right, thanks for me. I'm so happy about it. Now I'm gonna go see my mom. That's pretty much. We I don't have like too many crazy traditions. We just like, kind of just kick it together, watch. Uh, I think her favorite movie's The Preacher's Son. Is that the one Whitney and uh, Preacher's Wife? Pre- Preacher's, Preacher's Wife. Son. Preacher's <laughs> Wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's her jam right there. And then I I, my I, mom's I,
2: jam too. It must have just been like, black women of the '90s. That yeah, was yeah. That's bad. that. That's <laughs> it. it. Just
1: hit perfectly for them. whoever wrote it for it was writing for them. Think and then Denzel
2: uh, is supposed to
3: be saving the family, and he's yeah. like Dirty Mac, and he's trying to steal he's his not wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Mac and Denzel, you know, black women gonna love that because they want to be Dirty Mac on. And then I'll usually just go to see, like, for the last a lot of years, to my cousin's house because he has a bunch of kids, so I could just kind of take in that E and all the gifts that they're gonna use just for now, and then tomorrow they don't care about any of this stuff. Like, remember everybody was on the 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 hoverboard thing and yes yeah everybody yes. I'm like this is not gonna mean anything in like three months and then three and months the,
2: the, nobody and, yeah oh the three yeah months, I get, they were exploding
3: <laughs> yes. I, I've got
2: I definitely have two hoverboards sitting in storage from when my kids got them the, that Christmas they were now super when popular. I saw
1: Mike Tyson hit the deck off that uh, hoverboard I was like all right I can no
2: that's enough it's enough, right, it's enough. Wow, yeah. we gotta wrap this up enough of you. I'll, Although my son asked me yesterday, he was like, "What did you get for Christmas when uh, you were my age?" And of course, you know my memory—I remember everything I've ever gotten for every Christmas of each year. <laughs> and so, you probably
1: remember which order that you opened each gift. You're like, "I opened the this." Oh better. yeah. So
2: when I was his age, I got a Super Nintendo that age uh, that year, and mm-hmm. so that's like one that stands Great out Christmas. to me because because I, I remember every game I got, mm-hmm. and. uh I got Uh,
1: uh, WWF Ron Shaq Fu. It was lit.
2: When he asked me what I got for Christmas at his age, I started thinking about it. I'm like, ah, damn. I had a better Christmas than he's having. (laughs) Uh, I was like (laughs) looking about what he got, and I'm like, shit. I should have compared him because I had Donkey Kong Country and Killer Instinct, and he... I don't know. I think I bought him books. And I'm like.
1: (laughs) 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 But he likes that though. That's his demographic. That's still my
5: favorite gift of all time, though. Well, Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo is my favorite stick out. This is amazing gift that I've ever received for Christmas. I'm pretty sure I beat it that day. Um, (laughs) Just didn't turn it off. But yeah, yeah. that's that's my favorite gift ever. It's the one that sticks out the most for
2: sure. You know, I still have to this day never beaten Donkey Kong Country 3. I got that Christmas 96. Mm -hmm. To this day, I've never beaten it. And every once in a while, I still, like, I'll throw it on. Like As I've told people, this Super Nintendo sitting right over my shoulder right here is the Super Nintendo I got that Christmas. Still have it. On Every once in a while, I will throw in Donkey Kong Country 3, and I'm like, okay, play a couple of levels, and there's one I can't beat. And I'll throw the controller down, and then five years later, I'll pick it up again. <laughs> and it, we're now on almost 30 years of this the game came out 96. Mm. (laughs) I'm like one day I'll beat Donkey Kong Country 3 but it pisses me off and then I'm done with it uh so those are Christmas traditions but this question is going to bring up a topic now that we have to discuss Will. What was up with that mogul affiliate segment? Do you know how it was supposed to go and be received? Also, Merry Christmas to Grap City. Let's talk about mogul affiliates, shall we? Because this has been, I can't even say a mixed reaction. I will say it has basically been um, pegged with tomatoes. Uh, And it had one particular viral moment that happened in the beginning. That was unintentional. we saw Rick Ross basically stop the promo. Like he's hyping everything up. He's uh he brings out Keith Lee, he asks for Swerve to come out, Swerve doesn't come. He starts talking, then he turns his head over to Keith and just says, You a big motherfucker and just keeps <laughs> going. And the Keith Lee looks over like Can't say that. Oh, yeah, you can't yeah. say Well,
5: <laughs> oh, you know I thought that they must be on commercial. (laughs) I tweeted it it when he said it, and they were like, no, we saw that too. I was like, live. Yeah, it
2: wasn't even like a, oh, the TBS sensors caught that, or Mm -mm. nope, it just went straight through. No, granted, it's cable TV, and so like, there's not necessarily a whole lot of care when it comes to cable, because like, because I always think it's weird that Raw is a PG show, but then like, Chucky is TVMA and, like, has multiple F-bombs, and it comes on immediately after Raw. And so I'm like, all right, I'm watching this PG show, and then stab, 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 blood, F-words. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> It's like, it's cable. You There's... Uh, different than the
1: silk stockings that used to come after uh, huh?
2: La Femme Nikita La Femme Nikita and yeah it was funny too because you got Walker Texas Ranger beforehand and then afterwards you were like nah we're getting into silk stockings now
1: we're getting horny anyway. on this USA Network tonight
2: but uh, yeah obviously cable the main thing is that you want to stay within the rating that the show has stamped at the beginning because right. the show has that TV 14 stamped um, I think uh, I don't. I don't know the restrictions specifically on the F word and TV fourteen, but it's more about the rating that it received and less about the network itself. Uh, and so, either way, that moment—that was the moment. Uh, literally, everybody picked that up. I saw Source had it. I saw Double XL had it. The Shade Room had it. Everybody, TMZ, everybody picked up. Uh, Rick Ross <laughs> just with that one quick line which it's a good thing that that's what was picked up out of the segment and nothing else. because uh, So the way the segment went down was we saw Swerve make his way down. He had on the mobile affiliates logo that he's been uh, hinting at for the last few months in AEW, or on his Twitter, actually. Uh, I almost said Harlan, but he's Parker Boudreaux now. But Parker... Has also been tweeting that logo out. So that and I
3: forgot it. I forgot that even happened.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I can watch the NXT. You remember Harland.
5: Y'all were at the um did y'all meet him at at Wally Mania?
3: I saw him. I didn't I saw him, him. I didn't meet him, but
5: Wally Mania. Cool dude. Um I the worst thing you can do for a wrestler is say they're the next anybody. Yes. You know? Yeah. But and the worst thing
2: that wrestler can also do is lean into it yes. um, because that I also think that's not helping him because uh, you're talking about the fact that he gets compared to Brock a lot. Uh, I think that Reg said it on um, <laughs> on Ask City this week, but I went back and watched. I didn't realize how bad it was.
1: I'm telling you, isn't it? He's doing here comes the playing pain Brock Lesnar cosplay. Like he didn't watch the he watched the video game character of Brock Lesnar and was like, This is how I'm going to wrestle. So
2: um obviously, yeah, yeah. Swerve uh, says to Keith, he's got to keep eyes in the back of his head. And that's when Parker makes his way out. And uh, Parker starts throwing some punches on Keith Lee. Between each punch. What Reg said was very true. He's like, he throws a punch and then does a Brock taunt. He'll like punch and then go. Yeah. And then Punch and then go. And it was like, stop that. What is wrong with you? Nobody does, does that. that. <laughs> stop does that. that
3: to fight. <laughs> not, not you hitting it with the, the Arsenio Hall.
2: Stop you, that little thing. <laughs> yeah, like Why are you doing that, man? Hey, no, no, yeah, cut that out. <laughs> like, whoever told you to do that, you have to stop. It, it's not good. Uh, and so... <laughs> he and then, and then he gets uh, made very short work of. That also didn't help because basically Keith like dumps him out, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then as Keith decides to go for swerve, then we get. Um, our our mystery tattooed man that it took people a while to figure out who
1: people originally thought it was i was like oh my god what (laughs) why why do you think that oh no
3: my my stomach (laughs) dropped for a brief second when i first saw that name i was like whoa guys yeah i'm like wait
1: was that whoa Yeah. yeah
4: um
2: and like my my first thought i i said this on day after dynamite but somebody was like uh I saw somebody on Twitter who said this This guy looked like a doodle bear. And that was a thing I hadn't thought about in like 30 years. <laughs> doodle bear. But y'all remember doodle bear? Like you got the, you got oh teddy bear. You got to draw God. on its face. And, mm-hmm. Yes.
3: I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, man.
5: Look, if X guy is not where you want him to be, you don't bring in Y guy who's way behind him to have him be a unit.
4: Yeah, Like,
5: I think that, you know, I think I'm way more optimistic about every wrestler to to ever exist, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm like- you watch NXT. Well done, well done. Um, But I'm like, okay, Parker has a look, he has some size,
4: Mm
5: -hmm. maybe he'll figure it out, right? You don't have his deficiencies like look like he's leagues above uh, like their timing when they were both trying to attack was the worst thing I've ever seen live it was that bad like it was so terrible and like the person that Parker exudes like on social media he should be next to swerve doing being that white guy around black people that think he has insert word that glow that drip that sauce like whatever you want to call it right Mm-hmm. or just a white dude who's okay around black people like cool whatever right, right? but yeah Rory. when it came to the physicality that's the thing that he needs to excel at it's the thing that he should be best at and not wrestling like chain wrestling throw this great belly to belly soup no when it's a brawl you should look like you fighting yeah right. this is where we need to talk about looking like you fight get right. the young bucks for a second big fight man needs to like he can fight, big mm-hmm. fight man, like, like you said triple h I don't think Triple H can throw hands in real life, but guess what? Triple H did all them push-ups and sit-ups, and his shoulders were sitting out like this, and when he throw that one right hand for 15 minutes straight, it looked like it hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like It, <laughs> it looked looks- like he was doing something. But yeah, man, he just does not look physical at all. And then when you, you, you got another big white guy with questionable morals and politics next to you, and the two of you didn't look like he was beating up a black guy. That's what you should look like. There's one thing in your soul you're supposed to be able to do as a large <laughs> white man with tattoos that right. to black, but maybe not around niggas. You should be able to, like, you can beat up a black dude too. Right.
1: We should have been offended yeah. watching two white dudes beat up. A- yeah, we should have been like, been, damn, this,
2: this is uh, offensive.
1: Uh, we th- no, to no honestly, though. Better. So,
2: <laughs> so the funny thing was, better? everybody, like, Twitter really thought that it was Tom McDonald. And I was like, I know.
1: Like, I'm like, come on. This is
4: crazy.
2: Yeah
3: and nah, man. the the only the only McDonald we trying to see affiliated with with black people at this point is probably Michael McDonald, man. Him and his That's, his white soul music is
1: acceptable, but homeboy, nah, no, I'm that good. Is <laughs> Ronald is killing all of us, so we Can't, gotta stay away from him. Not in love anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you put bacon
5: on your homestyle burger now?
1: Yeah, see, I look. Ronald weird. is he he don't care
5: but he ain't cared about us lives for a long time. 4 chicken nuggets is 2.69 right now. I know that's not chicken no
2: more.
1: <laughs> Chicken's way <laughs> too expensive in the store for it to be that
2: much. And so funny. yeah, man.
5: So, so the person it,
2: it. the person it actually was was Brandon Goatsman, a former MLB player, um, and turned uh, professional wrestler. He's actually been training apparently for a while. Uh, I've been training with Jay Lethal and uh, Carly Bravo tweeted the other day saying "Nah, he's the real deal. Like, give him a chance. So I'm at least willing to do that. I don't don't
3: know. I trust Carly Bravo. Yeah,
2: I don't know anything about him as a wrestler. I haven't seen him do literally anything in the ring. I have seen Parker in the ring and I do know that I want to see some improvement. But um, the thing is, I'll tell you what I do like here. I like Swerve having two heaters. I think yes. that him being a smarmy, slimy heel, uh, he's, I think some backup for him is the best thing that he could have. And like, I know some people, I saw some somebody say that, no, they should have paired him with Lance Archer. They should have paired him with this, that. I'm like, no, I think him having two unknowns is the right call I agree. for the type of heel you're trying to get him to be. He doesn't need yes. necessarily a faction. He needs guys doing his dirty work. And uh, that's essentially, I think, what they're willing to do here with these two is like, eh, they're kind of two no names in a sense. Um, they're really just faceless muscle guys who are going to do Swear's dirty work. They're his, they're his affiliates. This is, uh, they're all about him. And so, yeah. I like that aspect of it. I also did like the uh, the stomp onto the cinder block. I thought it was actually. Um, yeah, right on target. Good. It was really well done. It looked good. Uh, what I didn't like was everything else. Uh, the I the segment was just mistimed. There's ways I would have put the segment in different order. Uh, it felt a little I,
1: too long in points yeah. when they were look, going to swerve and when they were looking at swerve and while the action was going on, something felt off about the whole thing.
2: And to me, I think the biggest moment of it was way undersold. to me i think the biggest moment was that rick ross aligned with swerve right that should have been the moment that should have been the turn that should have been the that moment that struck eight. the crowd mm-hmm. i think that uh to me everything would have gone really well if right when uh swerve said you need to have eyes in the back of your head i think ricky should have just or rick ross should have just clubbed uh, push, yeah, them. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he should have just clubbed him. I think that should, that would have been the moment, uh, because I think that would have gotten the crowd's reaction. But when the moment was Parker, I think that made the crowd kind of go, huh? And then it was like, and then the second moment was, uh, was Graydon or Grandin, 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 uh, and then it was like, oh, and also Rick Ross is with them, and I was like, okay. You got this backwards. Rick Ross should have been the moment. Uh, And I think that would have basically made everything else flow properly. And then also, look, I think Rick is hilarious uh, at this. Somebody should have told him, while the action is happening, put the mic down.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. um, yeah. There was just a lot going on in the segment. It was just too much going on at once. I feel like there are parts of it that weren't executed well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it seemed like there was a miscue at some point cause we were waiting for Swerve to come out and then he came out and there were like audio issues. Um, and even like during the beatdown down when uh, Ross is yelling all that stuff, you're, you're hearing like feedback and all this other stuff. It just, it just was a lot going on. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't hate this segment. I didn't think it was terrible. I did think some parts of it worked, but I just think as a way to introduce a new stable, it didn't really work that well. Um, I yeah. thought what they did in the online segment was way better. Um, I yeah. thought I thought Ross's promo in that Big Funky,
2: he, that was great. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was way better.
3: him yep. him looking straight in the camera and doing a Ain't No Make It Up. That was great. Yeah. Um, him flirting with the the uh the interviewer as well while he's walking away and saying I got the G Wagon waiting for me. All that was dope. But oh, great. it just uh I feel like that kind of stuff would have made the segment better if they went with something like that but what can you do
1: yeah i wish they would have condensed it and i I, maybe they could have had it better if they would have introduced the guys two separate weeks like introducing them both kind of cold you know how we've been talking about the triple triple h introducing cold thing which we could talk about a little bit here later too but introducing these two guys cold back to back probably wasn't the best move and when people People have a little bit of attachment to Parker because they've seen him in AEW TV, and so they have that, and they, it wasn't the best reception when it was that, so for them to go to that to another guy that they don't kind of know probably wasn't the best move. I agree with Will. I think it's great that Swerve has two heaters because we saw when they tried to put a tag team with them how that landed, and it, I don't think – the point is not like a tag team and Swerve. It's like Swerve and two guys that are going to – do his bidding do his do his dirty work so i think this works i don't know if these two guys are the guys to do it but i guess we're gonna see well, uh learning kind of like on the fly learnings every week on live tv is going to be an interesting choice for everything all the way I, time. I i will say that i think parker works with him because he
3: looks like he fits in his circle like, yes. Then that's why I said the backstage segment was better because him just standing in the back with a chain on and him looking like he fits with them. That stuff works. But if you are only looking at it from the wrestling point of view and how he was even brought in a W as a trust buster. And right. that has mm-hmm. just completely gone away and they haven't explained it. All of that stuff is kind of like baggage that is now being taken on by this this table. And so I don't think that Parker is a bad choice because I do think Parker in real life hangs out with people in his circle. He yeah. is a fourth rope guy. He's a guy that's endorsed by Westside Guns. So he does fit with Swerve. It's just all the other baggage of not just the NXT stuff but the way he was introduced to the AEW audience.
5: Right. When you got that many clicks, you gotta explain the click jump. Yes. You have to. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. um, one thing that AEW does to separate themselves from WWE. There are a lot of teams and factions and whatever you call them. But when you leave one and go to another, especially with the Trustbuster thing, specifically being about, we got money over here. Right. Like, if he's a dude that's in the money, why is he just jumping over here? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was too long. And, and what got me live was you're asking Rick Ross, non wrestling person, to fill time in wrestling. Yeah. Segment, right. In an audience where, like, I fuck with Rick Ross, right? Mm -hmm. But like. You're not there for that. No, no, nothing. I'm not there for that. It's that when I look at the the arena, it's way less of me and way more Hot Topic Black. Yeah, it's in the arena. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, no disrespect, but it's ain't really, you know. They -hmm. they, they listen to whatever Athena listens to. But nah, man, (laughs) it, it was really like. Um, you're asking him to take care of this live, and and you're not doing him any favors, making him like ad lib, ad lib, ad lib in an audience that is not super familiar with the way he goes about business. So yeah,
2: yeah. Hot topic, black guy. <laughs> Look, well the funny thing, we all knew that. Listen, guy.
1: hot combs are still Out in business because. Wallets. Hot hot, hot, hot combs are still in business because of these people. Like, how do you guys? I don't know. People that were
3: trying to do the the Danny Brown look with,
5: like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The side bangs
1: and stuff. Like, I'm not mad at them. Like, those are the
5: homies. Do those sneakers got wheels in them? Those are cool. Oh, no.
2: uh hey we got a really generous super chat from uh brody says uh long live the guys appreciate what y'all do and congrats on surviving the craziest year in wrestling history i mean brody thank you, you brody we really appreciate you merry christmas to you or happy holidays whatever it is you celebrate thank you um and if you're not celebrating i just appreciate uh the generous super chat And yeah, Um, this
1: year has been, uh, every day I wake up, I'm like, what crazy ass wrestling news has happened? And I go on my Twitter and a crazy ass wrestling news is I'm like, yo, what
4: is going on?
2: I mean, I will say this, (laughs) I'm going to pull it up really quick. So one of the categories, of course, in the upcoming Fightful Awards is the story of the year. Mm -hmm. Not the group that sang Christian's theme song in WWE, (laughs) but specifically the wrestling news story of the year. Uh, looking there's only one
1: winner here though honestly i
2: know i know but looking at the nominees the nominees in that category i'm going to reveal those are steve austin returns to a wrestling ring crazy i mean steve austin wrestled a fucking match this year. that happened that happened but a good match match.
5: it was good And, (laughs) and it made people think oh gosh he can still do this Right, like, yeah.
3: and, and now now he's on Instagram doing push-ups and going like, guys, I, I'm, I'm not coming like, back to wrestle like come Austin. Come on, bro. When that shirt come <laughs> yeah. off
5: and he put on them black trunks and, and 14 knee braces and a back brace it's and insane. shoulder pads, because mm. it's, <laughs> it's going to be crazy.
2: Uh, how about Cody leaves AEW and joins WWE? Mm. Mm. Uh, how about oh. Brawl Out, CM Punk, and the Elite at fight after Scrum? Uh, Vince McMahon forced into retirement amid sexual misconduct scandal. Insane. Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out during a live Raw. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. MJF possibly no-shows and uh, returns. That was crazy. Triple H takes over Creative. And one that like wasn't even on the radar by February, but it was a story at the time, was Impact Women's World Champion mickey james in the royal rumble
1: which
3: is pretty yeah. nuts and i
2: mean it's some of that stuff
3: is left out like you got now like carl anderson going back to wwe and wrestling at wrestle kingdom next year right. you've got shinsuke wrestling
2: great muda in yeah. january like that's nuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no it was the
5: other year like crazy
2: news year. year well that's the thing is the i'm looking at the
5: the story right I,
2: I'm looking at the write-ins uh, because there's one clear winner here, and I'm not going to announce what it is, but you guys know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we all know. Somebody, come um, on! It, it's one to... with like 77 percent of the vote too, but <laughs> it's like it's not even close.
5: Somebody asked me uh, a couple days ago which company I thought had a better year: WWE or
2: AEW. I saw this. And, I saw yeah. your response to this. And yeah, my answer was.
5: WWE because, if, if to me, the two most important things are the men's and women's division, right? Mm-hmm. WWE has had their main eventers, the Bianca and Roman, solidified at the top. It's made all kinds of money at WrestleMania, and Bianca's off doing this, and Roman's got a crazy streak. And AEW has had flux with the women's division for injuries and personal attitudes and whatever, and then on the men's side, it's like the CM Punk stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody's response was, but Vince McMahon did ever... I'm like, no, you're not wrong. It's a different question. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're asking me, what's the the biggest story in the entire world of this thing to ever exist that we never thought would happen? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just a different question. But no, to, to me, who I've not voted in this poll, but there would be a clear winner that the father of modern professional wrestling is out because he don't know where you supposed to pay for it i don't know <laughs> how does he not know after all these years though cam well, like yeah, well, yeah. no, bro See, i'm giving him too much grace you're yes, right yes yes he knows where he to knows. Pay for it. the thing yeah. is the thing is this man don't got no game he no like,
2: no i mean cuz cuz what want to really because this exactly. is what it really is. It's it's billionaire white men, right? It's like yeah. yeah, you can pay for this thing that um is available to you, but why would you want that when you go for the thing that's not available exactly. to you because that's power, and right? You like use that's your
1: power against the thing, yeah. That's more that's that grinds their gears more than fucking money.
2: Yeah. Too many I think people
5: that... have never gotten pussy based off their father's features or respect from their community. and they don't know how to act they do not know how to go about it like a normal person and so they do things like hey come work over here i'll throw you a little extra bread if you throw me something it's just Mm -hmm. it's nasty and predatory and way too common um it's so common that we even when we talk about it we're not automatically like this is the most deplorable thing because we've seen it happen so much it's it's easier on our brains to joke about it right Mm -hmm. but Nah, man, it's it, it's it's the biggest story. That's I'm saying too much. It's the biggest story, is mm. what it is. Yeah. Yes.
2: pastel the blurred says, shout out to kill a cam for calling out Lacey Evans, Valentina, CIA, Hydra origin story.
5: Man, <laughs> we all we all saw it. It's just um, there's a reason that uh, a Will and a Phil and a Ridge and a Cam, and you can throw a bunch of other names. There's a reason that. You go on Twitter and you look at what we say about things that are happening in real time while you're seeing them. You go to us for the analysis because typically, if we not right that day, give it a few months. Yeah, Uh, we'll see. Eventually, eventually it'll come back around.
3: I I I have a list. (laughs) I have a list of things that people got mad at me about, and in retrospect, I'm like, it's kind of right. Y'all can walk it back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Joel Wood says, "A few weeks ago, I thought for sure it was Mercedes, but at the same time, they've hardly promoted the match over the last few weeks." Will, you don't have to tell the percentage, but does it go up or down after the Tony interview? LOL. That's
5: telling the percentage. Come on, man.
2: Come on, <laughs> You man. have to watch it. You have to watch it, and you'll you'll see. Um... Oh,
5: what, he sent you Cash <laughs> I'll send it back to you because I don't want you to waste your money. But wait. <laughs>
2: Alexander says, Bucks, I E A E W discourse often exposes some of the gaps in the hobbyist slant in Western wrestling journalism. It's often like there are three or even four canons that rarely crossed over due to Monopoly and pre-Internet. That's fair. Good point. Joel also says, as a WWE fan who happens to like the Bucks, I think a part of it may be the fact that those who like the Bucks put them on such a pedestal as if they're better at everything than they actually are.
3: Oh, oh, Listen. Young Buck fans can be very annoying. Let's not,
2: let's not, uh, I'm a young
1: Bucks fan and I agree big time.
3: No, there, but I feel like that's not specific to young Bucks. I feel like a lot of stand culture is annoying in general. Um, you see a
1: Roman Abbey, you're like, I'm out of here. to this person,
3: Roman Abbeys are the worst. Uh, you can't say anything about Roman at all.
2: Oh, I disagree, my friend. We can get to the next topic real quick, real quick.
5: Uh I was at a bar. Uh, six, seven months ago, um, started talking to this guy that was in the Army. And I think, I forget what team was playing on TV, but he was just expressing how much he hated that a bunch of free agents went there. And it was, he was like, I like my teams built, not bought like my San Antonio Spurs. And me being the largest San Antonio Spurs fan to ever exist, I said, Well, guy, um, one, it ain't the Army. It's not something they enlisted into. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I said number two. The only reason we have the Spurs like we remember them is because they wouldn't let Tim Duncan's wife on the private plane. Right. Like, let's be realistic <laughs> about this. Um. So so yeah, exactly. Like even things that they were all fans of can have the very worst supporters with the very a very skewed view and not all the information, and they don't want all the information. And mm-hmm. so yeah, they're terrible fans across the board. Um. The young bucks fans are just the worst. To me, because they become in at me. But yeah. Oh, that they're, they're definitely. Oh not no the no worst no! I out mean. There.
3: Yeah. Oh no! They're no! The no, no they're definitely worse. To me.
2: Are because there USO
5: of... stands? Like, do USO stands actually exist? Um, the, oh. not,
2: they're not so much. not so much they're, USO stands. They're, they're, they're Roman Abbeys. Yeah, yeah, it's all bloodline because because the whole thing is that the USOs right now, as as Phil said, mm-hmm. um, or no, it was Reg that said it, but don't necessarily stand on their own, right? They right. they are kind of background players mm-hmm. to. Roman so it all goes with Roman stance. but I disagree with all that because I feel like at least Roman stance have something to stand on Roman's the biggest star in the business Roman yeah. delivers as a performer Roman is the guy on the other hand I'm still waiting for Bray Wyatt stance to have something to give me because look I have really been trying guys I when Bray Wyatt came back at Extreme Rules I was like all right I'm in on this this is good stuff I like it this is you know, he got a big pop. It seems like he's going to be more grounded, a little more realistic in what he presents. And uh, that'll give him a chance to really showcase something cool, something awesome. I was in on it. I Everything I said about Bray coming out of Extreme Rules was positive. I thought this shit was so whack last night on SmackDown. I uh, This was uh, not for me and like bordered on uh boring and uh what are we doing like wh- what are we waiting for i i'm i'm not saying look give this guy like a match on smackdown obviously but i feel <sighs> it's been over two months what are-, what are we getting to where where's where's the destination here and is the destination about to be this uh what is the match called again the blackout, match. The blackout match or whatever mm-hmm. at royal rumble which is still like a month away. Is this really what we're waiting for? Because if so,
5: I don't want to wait. Do you guys think (laughs) his wrestling is
2: good? I don't think it has been, but he shows flashes of like, I've seen flashes of good matches with him. Like Brian Danielson, I think um, the two times, Uh, I thought his match at Royal Rumble 20 uh, both 2019 and 2014. So good matches um so like I, but again brian danielson's the goat so like yeah right i've never been so,
5: down on his wrestling i don't think i realized how down people were on his wrestling until twitter told me they were down on his wrestling mm-hmm. um i i think that the the fiend stuff originally just kind of ran its course and if he's going to be in the main event what else can you do with him right. um i understand you know bringing him back and, and trying to get super creative with this and and granted like I remember a kid told me his favorite wrestler was Kane. I was like, Kane. Mm-hmm. Like Kane wrestling. And so there is that aspect of there's a crowd who just wants to see him do weird shit and, and that does it for him. Um, but they're gonna have to have an in game. Like they're gonna right. have to have an in game, and he's gotta come through with the wrestling. But you, you're right. Like last night was just it reminded me in some ways of the Swerve and Keith Lee segment in that this thing is taking a really long time to not do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah I'm mad at the camera guy he didn't get fired like Bobby Lashley got fired though Mm. but yeah
3: uh, yeah what's up Adam Pierce I don't know man I don't know uh this is this is the thing that I will say though because when you say that Bray's stance have not given you anything I think you are then saying that Bray has never done anything good which I just soundly don't agree with you on um and I mean that's your opinion but I don't think you can just be like all right well roman has these things to offer but then bray has nothing to offer that's just not true um I, I i just don't see it that way and that if you just don't like what he's doing right now and this is just not hidden for you that's understandable but to say that this guy has never done anything good that's crazy no, i mean I, for me
2: anyway it, it yeah, hasn't been for me um, none of it's I, for I, me, honestly.
3: i don't know man i just we've had this discourse for a while yeah. that i just to me yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can discount this guy as a talker and a character and all these other things. I if mean, it's just I, not I, for you, I, 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 I thought
2: you. he, like I said, it was, I want to be like, hey, at least Bray delivers on the mic. But I also thought like the last couple of promos are just like him talking in circles, man. Mm-hmm. do not really say anything, Yo. man. LA
3: Nights. LA Knight's uh, <laughs> impersonation. I've I've rewatched that promo several times cuz it's hilarious to me. Him him hitting the it wasn't me my brother. It was Boy Howdy. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> um but no, I look, I agree that they do have to get to the point with this stuff uh because now it has been 2 months since like all right, where we're we going. We got a development last week, um uh, but this week felt like filler, but I will say this wasn't a good episode of SmackDown either. Most of this episode of SmackDown felt like filler. Uh, that gauntlet was not good. Um, I'm uh, sorry. Zylie getting a. No,
5: she's not getting a push, is she? Um, I mean, why?
3: I mean, why like, did it you felt have like her. Why'd you have her annihilate. Why'd you have Emma? her annihilate Emma like that and then have Emma do this backstage segment with.
2: I digress. She annihilated Emma. And then annihilated Tegan right after, and I my immediate These thought are was people that just came back. You just brought them back. Why would you do
3: that? <laughs> I no, I, I was confused that. by it. the The Shayna ending was also not good. I I didn't get it. Um, it made look dumb.
5: It's okay. I thought that like on the Raw side, it's better, of course, because it's it's Bianca, and Bianca is something they're very heavily invested into. Not that they're not invested in Ronda. I think that they think. And I've seen it. Like, there are people who I took people to SmackDown, and the thing that they took away from it was I got to see Ronda Rousey, and that was it. So she mm-hmm. has star power, it's there. Mm-hmm. But I think they think that that can carry, like, if you have gauntlet matches or six pack challenges or fucking five deuce, four tray matches, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. every time you need to crown a number one contender, you have no division. Like, yeah. You got- you appear yeah. in a division. You have no division, If right. they do not do right. WWE does not do right by their women's division by saying that everyone has equal chance to be a number one contender on TV every time we need one. It's not, right. good.
3: and 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 that's not the story they told. Like if if the story was just to get all these women on TV, it did the other women a disservice <laughs> by having Raquel beat them with an injured arm. Um, yeah. it just did make sense. And I get that they're invested in Raquel. I think Raquel has potential. And I think she was solid in NXT. Um, but the story of this match just didn't work for me. Um, but I don't want to stay on that because we started with the break. <laughs> first off, hey, can- just take, can- her can- take her phone.
5: Take her phone now. <laughs> take Raquel's phone now. You see what's going on with Lacey. Take her phone. Throw it in the river. Do not let her use it. I wouldn't let delete, her delete delete everything from back I in the would day not, too. I would take off her Chase Bank app because you might see where she sends money. No,
2: Cam K- had me on. dying yesterday. By the way, you, when you tweeted, uh, you said,
5: "How did Michael Cole say her name?" Yeah, you
2: said, "Yeah, has my, you said spell out how Michael Cole says her name?" I was like, "Oh, easy, because because it, <laughs> it's Raquel Rodriguez." Now, and him uh, <laughs>
5: you know, being a world-renowned journalist, I know you know how to pronounce her name. Right. I know you can say Gonzalez. I know mm-hmm. you can say it. It's in your heart. I know you can say Raquel. I know you mm-hmm. can do it. Raquel Rodriguez. Every time. <laughs> Rodriguez. <laughs> what is Raquel. a Rodriguez?
3: Yeah. Nah. I, yeah. He, he he does that with quite a few wrestlers. I'm like, why are you doing that? Are you just trying to I say it faster?
5: Like, mm-hmm. What oh, are you doing? He sounds like the, uh, the, the sexual harassment candle in Beauty and the Beast when he says, (laughs) when he says it's not great. It's not great.
3: Uh, uh, Yeah, but no, look, man, the brave stuff, I just feel like, again, they just got to get to the point, but I, I, it's hard for me to just be like, none of this is working because again, the guy is still getting loud reactions every time he comes out. Um, and I can't say that nobody's interested in this stuff because people clearly are. I just think that it has to get to the point. Um, yes. I just, I, I think two months and what we are between two pay per views because he came back at Elimination Chamber. Sorry, not Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules. Um, and now you're, you're going to, Get past the Fiverr series
1: and get all the way into Royal Rumble before we get a match. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time for and any wrestler at all. Anybody that's being reintroduced to a wrestling show. That's just a long time to exist without any wrestling. Yeah. And I I
3: the other part that I don't agree with you will on is that Bray fans are not the worst. Um, the <laughs> ones that the ones that are the worst, I will not say their name because I don't want no smoke.
1: Uh, but up. they are far
3: worse. Um, awful, <laughs> uh, awful I mean awful. even even if you don't want to acknowledge those, diva stands are I was are, literally are gonna by say far once. worse than, than brace, brace Stands. When oh I my see god.
5: A Sasha Avi disagree with me, I literally say didn't see the Avi, I don't want no smoke, my dad. You got it. Yeah, sorry about that. These are not <laughs> these are not real people. Like they don't they are not. Listen, when you have a, a cellular phone with internet capabilities that you don't <laughs> have to pay a bill on, <laughs> your, your your level of intensity is different. different you're not worried about it getting cut off and, and, nope. and you don't have to send nobody a resume. Those those children and if you're or not worried about your phone us, getting turned off, man, you
1: don't care about
5: nothing in the world. And that's where these you people you tell me, and I, and I like this guy now, I've come around on it, but when you say uh, Rollins whack Plus Osprey better, plus New Japan clears. Like when you start doing, <laughs> <laughs> when you start doing version arithmetic, like yo, you got it. You got it. You're right. <laughs> you
3: right. I don't even know what any of that means.
5: I do
1: know what that means. New Japan
5: <laughs> clears yeah. takes me out. <laughs> when you clear, okay, you never high jump in your life, but uh, you got it. Yeah, okay. just
3: just want to state. By the way, the crew are great.
2: I have no problem with the crew. I don't want no smoke.
5: No, the crew, y'all are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. To I the mean,
2: city. look, no, the, right, now, the crew, right now the crew. Look, the crew is about to be so divided. I think. Look, <laughs> if my sixty nine percent holds, and uh, you know, a big the piece of the crew's
1: not gonna like her. They're not
2: gonna
3: anywhere. be divided. They're gonna. They're just gonna be divided on things like you know the the place that she's at. But they're still gonna follow her wherever she
2: goes. Well, that that's my thing. Is like. Uh, a big piece of the identity behind the crew has been like, um, not do we je- like we support Sasha and Sasha's in WWE, so we also don't like AEW and we don't like the people at AEW. So it's like we don't just come at uh, AEW, but we come at wrestlers at AEW. We come at Britt Baker. We come at all of these people. Now imagine those people are now Sasha's coworkers, and <laughs> all of a sudden it's like how do we now reconcile all these people that we were shit to just like a year ago?
5: Mm, yeah. If, I, I, if I, Sasha's mm. there. If Sasha goes to AEW, that number better go up. That's all I know. That number <laughs> um, better go up. But the ratings? Exactly. The total viewers better go up. Cause somebody, if not somebody's capping for the internet. Right. Now, again, these people have different bedtimes and I understand that, but <laughs> that DVR better shoot up then.
3: Right. Um yeah. No. Uh I've I've said before the the internet is gonna explode if we ever get the Tony Hugging Sasha pick. It's just gonna, gonna <laughs> it's no. gonna descend into madness. Um mm. I'm I'm just gonna completely log off that day and not talk about anything. You know what's yeah, gonna
2: be uh, the biggest tell by the way? So I have um I have press tickets to the LA show. Uh and Usually when something major happens at these shows, we get some kind of like Mm post-show kind of press conference. Like, you know, CM Punk, uh, when it was the first dance, they never announced CM Punk. But the thing that they did tell everybody uh, who had media passes was there will be a uh, a post-show press conference and everybody got to ask CM Punk their questions. Um, Right now, there's nothing, but at the same time, I'm keeping my eye on my inbox of like, hey, stick around after this show because, yeah, what a (laughs) a weird time. That was a virtual media scrum too. Mm -hmm.
5: Did y'all tell him when you talk to him and you ask him a bunch of questions that are super important in the world, did you ask him when is he going to stop calling them scrums and start calling them press conferences? (laughs) You're sitting in one room and they are coming to you it's a press conference you're conferring <laughs>
2: they, they they used to be like scrums and then we got seats and i think it became a press conference uh,
3: yeah I, I remember when there were no seats
2: yeah, that that was more along the the scrum lines. Let's get through the the rest of these, and then I want to send you all on your day because uh, Caden says, "Hey, yo, Cam's here. Bet. Great seeing you Wednesday. You had to see Caden a couple of times."
5: Caden's a great kid. Um, he would not let me buy him beer. Number one, he's a great kid. Um, <laughs> and and uh, but the second time Shame I saw him, him, I was like, "Dude, like I'm I'm like twice your age, um, and I have two jobs. Let me at least buy you dinner." And so he let mm-hmm. me buy him. What I got, a hot dog and a drink. He is the sweetest kid. Um, I'm very jealous. I wish I was 19 in this age of wrestling media and technology. Yes, Because yes, I'm yes. like, yo, I'd be fucking world famous. Not that I want to be world famous because I hate. A little bit of what do you mean? People. You
3: are well. You are well famous. You almost single handedly put on a basement dweller that does YouTube videos. I
1: mean, the facts are the facts
5: honestly. about Caden. Um, yeah. I look forward <laughs> to his growth. Again, very very jealous he gets to do this at such a young age. But the sweetest kid. Um, yeah. he says he's driving from Corpus to Leander tomorrow. That's like a seven hour drive. That kid is up oh, and correct. down the road. Um, I tried to give him Red Bull money when we left the arena uh, on Wednesday. Wouldn't even take it. great kid
2: yeah no he's a great kid and like honestly i'm 35 right and so when i talk about having done all of this since i for the last 18 years i'm referring to the fact that i was 17 when i started my first wrestling podcast and uh so what was interesting at the time was yeah, we didn't have wrestling media the way we do now. And just thinking about the opportunities that Caden has—that I would have loved to have had at nineteen. Of course, I say that, but I interviewed Chris Jericho at nineteen, didn't I? That uh, <laughs> was that was twenty. I was this is my twentieth birthday. It was my twentieth birthday that I interviewed Chris Jericho, uh, and so like, but to have those opportunities that the way they exist now—the fact that um, you know, we I had to jump through hoops to get that one. I had to go through his uh what is it because he he had just published his first book and so it was like i had to go through his uh publishing company and basically we mostly just talked about the book and uh this was in 07 so it was like right before he came back uh and uh i'm like trying to get you know a scoop out of him like hey are you returning on raw because those save us videos seem like they're about chris jericho and he's like well I don't know anything about that. Oh, I right. can't give me anything, but you should buy the book. The lion's tale, Chris Jericho. Yeah. He was like, he was like my first major interview. And then I interviewed world heavyweight champion Batista, like a week later. And I was like, I'm having the best week of my career. And I have not gotten anybody close since. <laughs> the, um, the story
3: of that interview is still hilarious. Um, yes, the, uh, that is. Mm, yeah. Mm, you think we'll ever get Chris Jericho on this podcast?
1: Oh, Ocho. I don't know. I don't know. That would definitely be definitely a- silence.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know, to, to be honest. Um, we could, yeah. Uh, Small snippets of life says, "Congrats on the TK interview, man." What I remember the emergency TK pod 51 weeks ago. That was the thing that Reg mentioned on Twitter today about how it's full it's circle. been kind of a full circle year, right? That we uh, were originally not going to do a show on New Year's. I was putting together a best of show that was just going to be a clip show, and I then. That. Yeah, I was putting together a clip show that we were just going to run on New Year's. Then TK tweets about uh, Big Swole. We ended up doing an emergency podcast that day and go. Somebody figure... put that
1: tweet up. It was set seven like seven forty eight on the Christmas or New
2: Year's Eve. So
0: New
1: like Year's we thing, it yes. was emergency as you could get. Still, still <laughs> we had no pl-
2: we had no plans on doing a show, and <laughs> I remember we were like, okay, it turns out we got to do an emergency city on January first.
5: To add on to that really quickly, I was not a part of your show, but um, we were having a, a small gathering of friends for New Year's at the Westin. And that small gathering that's supposed to Westin. be champagne and music and partying turned into me and Ricky Starks in the corner talking for an hour about oh, the Swole tweets. And everybody was like, guys, you're supposed to be hanging out with us. There's no time. There's no time. We have to discuss this.
2: No time. No and time. So, yeah, no.
5: That was like, what a night.
2: <laughs> that was, there, there, there are stories about like, the night. That was i was on I, fire. There's stories about that night I've still not told publicly. Reg and Phil know, but um, mm-hmm. as far as my night was concerned, I was up till 3 a.m. Um, and then obviously had to get up and do this show. Uh, and I actually woke up at 7 a.m. and continued the thing I was doing till 3 a.m. And then uh, and then we just did this show. And I didn't get to like fully get to sleep until right after it was over. But it ended up being the biggest show we've done to this day. Um and yeah. I will say I appreciate a lot of what white wrestling media did that day. And I say that because uh shout out started with Sean. Uh John Alba did the same thing, Chris Van Vliet did it. But everybody was asked at the time, hey, what do you think about what Tony tweeted about Big Swole? And they all were like, Hey, I'm probably not the right guy to ask about this. You guys should check mm-hmm. out Graps And that ended up being the biggest show we've ever done, and gave us the biggest growth we've ever had. Um, yeah. the, and the
3: first and last spaces I ever did from the City account
2: was that same night. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, it, it, it's a full circle thing because uh, we ended up interviewing Tony to end the year, and so um, oh, Monique asks, "What percentage are you at for Vince to return?" Ooh, still,
1: Monique, still I'm <laughs>
2: at about forty. Um, and so that's, 40. that's,
1: high. That's high. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm, in, I'm at 40, it's this- just higher. <laughs> is it? I, I, oh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm in that standpoint of the same thing I said last week. I can definitely see Vince getting the itch at home. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what I mean by that is like, he's watching. He's, there's about to be possibly the biggest WrestleMania of all time. It's going to contain Stone Cold. Steve Austin is going to contain The Rock. It's going to contain John Cena. It is also WrestleMania. It is Vince's baby. It is the thing he's always talked about as his proudest achievement is WrestleMania. It's going to have all his biggest stars that he's ever produced, and he won't be there to produce them. I can very much see him going, no, you don't do this WrestleMania without me. You don't do The Rock and John Cena and Stone Cold without me. I have to be a part of this and uh i can that's why i'm at like 40 because again i could you can even see the people being asked about it you see teddy long's response this week where teddy's like uh. mm, yeah let him back you yeah, think I'm, just I'm,
5: because I'm at- your father cheating on your mother she's not gonna sit next to him at your graduation <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. it's it's nice to internalize this idea that the world is black and white and man does wrong thing we all know is wrong. And so we will all punish him accordingly. Now, history matters. Um, you know, closeness matters. Proximity matters. Um, I don't know if my percentage is as high, but I would not bet an eyelash if he were to show up because. Rich white folks tend to do just fine. Rich white men yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. um, when everything's go bad, like like they don't go as bad as they should. So uh,
3: yeah, I I'm at fifty percent by the way.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm still at so I'm still leaning toward it probably doesn't happen. But I am just looking at like all the facts and like if he wanted to, there a whole lot of people aren't going to stop him. I think that. Uh, <sighs> And and I can very much see a lot of a lot of guys like I, I think about John Cena is literally about to work his first show next week, his first show ever, where he was not produced by Vince McMahon.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: twenty years! Like that's crazy. It, isn't that wild? Like a lot of these guys, it's not a big deal too because they did NXT, all of that, and they've worked with Hunter. They know Hunter like that. That ain't John Cena. John Cena has been he has had his whole WWE career with vince mcmahon that's is that's who he knows that's what like the rest of the good. guys
1: you said the rock stone cold like they only have ever been produced by vince mcmahon stone
2: cold at least had wcw so like stone cold can at least say like you know i worked bill watts i've had um other guys that have been attached to but mm-hmm. yeah, not he, the rock the rock literally the rock. it has been just had vince mcmahon yeah. start and finish he's had vince for everything and mm-hmm. I can very much see Vince looking at it like, no, those are my guys. Those are guys that I wrote, that I made. You don't do anything with them that doesn't involve me. Mm-hmm. And, and Ridge, like,
5: Ridge being an artist, you know, you've been in a studio um, with an artist who is just used to working with one guy. And they, they, they like their Hennessy poured a certain way. They like a certain <laughs> scent in the air. You know what I mean? Like it's just what Mm -hmm. they do, and that's how they've always been produced. That's how they like to create. And so, like a guy like Brock, that was that didn't shock me at all. Like Brock being the first one, because what do I know outside of this?
4: Right? Where's the
5: Hennessy? Where's the weed? This ain't the same. Exactly. (laughs) Brock asking to pass the hand is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, there's an environment that they are absolutely used to, and that they will push back on because not only am I familiar with him, this is how I made all of my money. Every right. single dollar was based on what this person told me to do, and you are not going to mess this up for me. Right. Absolutely. Well, Goldberg will be okay. He'll be fine. Yeah.
2: Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Cena. I, the, I'm. I'm curious what it's like. Like. Yeah. John Cena like, walking through that curtain and not seeing Vince is probably going to be a little weird to him.
3: It's going to be like when DMX came back to Def Jam and tried to put out that album, and Jay was like, "Nah, we are shelving that." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is funny to think about him looking around like, no, you're going to use all my guys for WrestleMania. No, you just brought Bronson Reed back. Use him. Use all your NXT, NXT babies. <laughs> Leave all of my guys alone. Guys, we, don't, we don't have
5: to talk about Bronson Reed, guys. We can,
2: you don't have to. Uh, oh, he,
3: he is connected to a guy
2: that you seem to like. He's connected to <laughs> Michael Zanon. Hold on. Let, let, let me read a couple more super chats because it's People pay for these. I want to make sure they get them read. Ryan Ben said, Merry Christmas to Grapp City and Cam. Thanks for all the interactions and learning over the year. Write in Stokely over Sammy for meme personality of the year. I mean, look, Stokely, Stokely was, was great this year. Um, which wrestlers do you think is underrated in 2022? Uh, underrated. Underrated.
3: Um, underrated. Uh, See,
2: who's not getting enough... I'm going to do this year.
3: I think we were asked this at the midpoint. And I'm going to repeat that. I think it's hangman Adam page. I think that he hasn't gotten his due for a great title reign. And I think since he's been back, he's been doing some great stuff with Moxley. I'm going to go with hangman.
2: Um, I'm, you know, if you had asked me, uh, before this past Wednesday, uh, I would have said easily Hikaru Shida because, one, I'm a big Shida fan. But, two, I don't think that um, she was getting her due um, despite, you know, working her ass off this year. Uh, I think people are giving her her flowers today because she had just a really great main event this past Wednesday. Uh, and I'm really happy to see that, that people are remembering. Oh, yeah, she kind of she kind of is that woman, isn't she? She really does. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, that main event this past Wednesday is one of my favorite matches this year. Um, you know, it's it's the thing that Cam talked about. Wanting to see shit look like a fight, wanting to see it look like a struggle, wanting to see it look like two people who just want to beat each other. And, like, there wasn't a submission in this match. It was strikes. And uh, strikes and throws. And it looked good. All of it looked good. And it looked... Like, I, I thought that uh, deadlift powerbomb that Jamie Hayter hit on Cheetah still looked super impressive. Uh, the crowd bit on every single ounce of that. Uh, that's what I want to see, and I'm glad I got to see that, and I yeah. think she deserved to do.
3: Listen, as, as a big Joshi fan and as a big, like, uh, reza Mark from Stardom, and seeing her do that combination with the question mark kick, and I was like, "Fam, this is this is amazing. This is everything I want to see on television every week."
2: What did you think in the crowd, Cam? Well, if you go I mean, back you and can watch, see your face. You could see you, if you go, <laughs> go back and watch when
5: she starts the deadlift. Like I just stand up immediately, and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit." Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Jamie Hader. Um, I, I gotta admit I didn't know she'd have had it like that Like I've seen her wrestle but I was like oh She's smoking it um, My underrated is Ruby Soho um, And it's kind of twofold yeah, I, um, I thought that WWE had a chance to put Somebody in that Natalya role In that you're good You can work with anybody um, you're, You can do this for 10 years and be the glue in our Division I thought they had that and then, even with, you know, she was out, you know, for a while in AEW, but I still think that she is, she's a good wrestler. Not everybody's supposed to be great, knock it out the park, box office smash wrestler. This thing has to, you need fullbacks. You, you do. Like, you need people who can make the other person look good. And I think that, uh, the didn't like that. I think that, uh, she, um, absolutely fits that mold. I, I think that she's super underutilized and, can have a good match with anybody. I like where they're putting her now for sure.
3: Yeah. One of the best talkers in the women's division by far.
2: Yes, I agree. Uh, Let's see. We got a couple more super chats. Um, Let's bring Reg back first. And then I will bring the graphic back up so that it's Cam again. Uh, and let's see. We got Deontay says, just wanted to send love to all the boys. Good to see Seahawk as always. Merry Christmas. Can't wait for uh, Wrestle Kingdom and stardom show on the 29th.
3: Super excited for that. Stardom show on the 29th. Uh,
2: shame monster says, uh, first off cam Electra Lopez, all caps. Uh, Second, Matt Coon goes from a purposeful, regarded regal pot to a grumpy Uncle Dax pot. Let's fucking go. Uh, yeah, shout out Matt Kuhn. Um, he's, he's getting I'm, good work done. I'm very curious how this
3: uh, CM Punk episode is going to go and what is going to be said on this episode. Um, because at first I was like, wait, is Punk a guest? Because that's a risky move. Um, but if he's not a guest and you're just going to be talking about, you know, in retrospect CM Punk, maybe they're going to get into what were some of the plans for CM Punk and FDR um
2: that sounds good we we did ask Tony about that by the way so um when i talked to that, about that um
5: i want to say we left everything in even the stuff where i was like you sure you want to say that and he was like no, yeah go ahead um so i'm i'm curious too like just just having talked to him for an extended period um i think people are going to be really interested in the way that he views the world and the wrestling world I think people will find that really interesting because like him and I are like a few months apart and a lot of like his personality is like guy who graduated into a recession and had to figure out the world. And now everything's working out for me. So like, he's an optimist, even though he comes off as a grump, but he's an optimist because he thinks things can be good. I like, It It is
2: actually to wild him. to me that he is as young as he is because he has such like, old man energy oh, yeah. like he, he comes off like somebody who's like back in my day but i'm I like you're bad. two years older
5: <laughs> than me <What> yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah he's I, I i really like the guy i'm, I'm
2: super curious um mm-hmm.
5: that should be fun um, yeah. yeah starting off with cm punk Ooh, he's he's going for it <laughs> right but away
2: nicholas says peace and blessings to mm-hmm. y'all brothers thank you nicholas i appreciate you uh, we also got, just going to keep going. Caden says, I'm obviously on Dax's side no matter what. Um, Even if he is defending Sam Punk? I mean, again, it, it, it all depends. It on, no matter what, huh? So I can't no wait what. till he
5: says, I mean, sometimes you just got to kick a puppy. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> to see, some, some, you can't choose some, that side.
3: Some. Listen, man, sometimes you got to bite somebody to defend your friend, man. i am just waiting for him to say that.
5: That's fun stuff.
2: Let's see. I'm I'm still going through them uh, because there's a few more, and I want to make sure I don't miss any uh, because that's obviously something I'm quite guilty of. Uh, And I still got Humper Chats to get to, too. Uh, So I'm going to get everybody's message, I promise. Uh, Aaron says, uh, happy Xmas. What's y'all's top album of the year? Uh all right, mine's uh Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. Give it a listen if you haven't heard it. It's heavy.
3: Um album of the year. I'll tell you what, it's not my album of the year and I am uh, watching everybody praise it's almost dry and I just don't understand it. Um it's great, but album of the year, that's kind of wild. Um album of the year. Uh I
2: have my answer. So, an it album
3: if, of the year.
2: Um all right, well, Phil's still thinking about it. I am going to say that uh, I was high on it at the time, but the fact that I've listened to it so much and it is my go to workout album, but Cheat Codes Black Thought is my album of the year, just on the fact that um, one, getting a solo project from Black Thought is something that I've wanted for a long time. You know, you can listen to a Black Thought freestyle all you want, you can listen to the roots, you can listen to all of it, but like at the end of the day, getting that solo project was the thing that. Um, we've been after for a long time. And to think about the fact that that man is in his fifties dropping his first solo project and uh, it went that hard. I think, you know, it wasn't even like a, you know, a Nas situation where Nas also uh, in that same boat and it's like, Oh, Nas still got it kind of thing. Um, But for me, it was just like a, now I can't even say like a still got it kind of thing. This is a, I can't believe you're coming out swinging like this in your 50s. That, to me, it was just such a dope project. The features were all good. I've always said Danger Mouse is my favorite producer of all time. So for all of that to come together the way it did, Cheat Codes, Black dot Danger Mouse, album of the year.
5: I'd say um, I got to see Kendrick live in L.A. in September. So Mr. Big Step is live. Like, it has a big effect on me. I thought it was really good. It's probably Dawn FM. Like, I'm a sucker for 80 cents. Um, and how dare this woman do this to me? So, when you throw those things together, um, resonates with me pretty well. So, that's probably my top three. Absolutely.
2: Don FM here. was an interesting pick, by the way, because I do think it was like I went and saw The weekend in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, th- I saw The weekend in concert back in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a, a, an extremely dope show. And uh, I realized one how much of the weekend's music I didn't know, uh, because mm-hmm. you know as he went through this twenty-song set, and I maybe knew like five songs, uh, and like most of them were WrestleMania theme songs. Um, <laughs> <it was> <laughs> 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 no, like as soon as they did, the last song he did, blinded by the light, yeah, like we all knew that. Everybody was mm-hmm. like on their feet, but I'm watching all these girls around, and they knew every song, and I'm like, man, That's I don't music. Know the week- yeah, I was like, I don't no, know. You catalog like that on the man. That birthed
5: <laughs> the generation of of druggies and fake druggies. Um, mm-hmm. Shout right out now. to the fake druggies; they they have the best IG posts. But yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: um, I I kind of think it's the Beyonce album. I think the Beyonce album is very good. I think that's mm-hmm. po- possibly my album of the year. But at the same time, I listen to the album and the Denzel Curry album a lot as well. Um, a lot of good music this year I, I still say the this album is underrated oh, yeah. Rhythm Survivor, um, oh, yeah, Sabo went crazy Sabo, is yeah,
5: yeah,
1: very, Alman's very Alman. good Alman. On very good, I agree yeah, it's definitely either it's probably something Griselda, Tana Talk 4 Benny is, I played that album That, that Rome all album is, the time oh, the Rome album is insane, I played the Rome album so many times, a million times the West Side Gun 10 is, is super duper dope, the new Absol album is dope uh there's so many great albums that happened this year. Like, there's too many at this point. I remember for a while, there was, like, a little phase of, like, maybe music, hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. There's these years, and it goes in phases and all this. But this year, everybody came, and and they put out some super dope projects. Uh, music is pretty strong this year. Beyonce put out – anytime Beyonce puts out an album, it's, you know, the world is stopped. If
2: breaking the, Honestly, breaking the mold, too, because, you know, there's that idea that um, – uh, women in popular music basically can't have a hit after what is it 36 they say 36 37 there's like rare exceptions like Cher um but beyond that it's like uh you're kind of cast aside and seen as a retro act and the fact that Beyonce was able to produce multiple hit singles this year like Break My Soul was everywhere right and mm-hmm. right now um, yeah
3: the yeah. the fucking challenge record with the uh, cuff cuffing it yeah and right. that's the show. yeah
2: and that's doing huge too but Everywhere. then but you know what else people wrote Nicki Minaj off for years and she was able to, to have a comeback year this year in mm-hmm. the sense that like um super freaky girl was huge this year mm. and right. uh I don't know um I do think i I mentioned Nas a little bit, and I do want to give King's disease three it's yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was very get good. Out, mm-hmm. yeah so it was a good year for music A lot, um, a lot of good music this, this was a it's hard a to pick good, I will say, I don't think I would have been able to get back in shape this year without having great shit to listen to through it, so <laughs> yeah, uh, listen,
3: if you would have told me at the beginning of this year that Kendrick and Beyonce were going to drop this year and at the end of the year I was going to pick the Beyonce album as the album of the year I was like 90s uh, but I Um, but right. here we are <laughs>
2: uh, Halabasana says I was becoming very burned out on wrestling discourse and almost wrestling as a whole until I found Grapsity 7 star podcast much respect and happy holidays to you all I really thank appreciate you that's thank you so love we really yeah, appreciate that's, that's that. love uh, Tim Gordon says Claudio versus Roosh is a match I never knew I needed look man th- we've always said the thing that Claudio does best is work with mobile guys smaller than him like yep. um, if you ever watch Claudio pre Cesaro you'll know that like his best opponent was El Generico right like yep. that was uh just a solid solid combination and like just thinking about who he um working with everybody he worked with in Chikara that's what claudio did best and i was reminded of that last night when he was in there with top flight and working with both of them that whole exchange at the end i was sick. i forgot uh for a minute i forget that like yeah it's cool seeing claudio work against bigger guys and all of that or guys even his size but man does he work well with guys smaller than him that is i stopped recording because
5: i was like he's they're still doing stuff like I'm gonna sit down, you're still doing he like, sees <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah and it makes me just like not dislike, but like Braun, don't you understand the value of these smaller guys to you? Right? Right? I think he and does. Don't you understand like this is where your money comes from? Mm. Like you not only being bigger than those guys, but doing super dope shit with those guys. But yeah
3: Yeah, yeah. I-, I think he I think he's gonna see it now. I'm sure somebody has talked to him and was like, No, you need these guys to help put you over. You need these guys to um, help you have great matches. Um, but yeah, no, Claudio versus uh, Top Flight at the end of that Battle Royal was amazing. Uh, yeah. Excellent.
2: So sequence. great. And, and I get to see it in person, Claudia at Blackpool Combat Club versus Top Flight this week. Uh, yes, yes. At, at, uh, Dynamite I was not expecting that match announced. And uh, speaking of which, we finally got a little sneak peek of what the new Dynamite's going to look like in January. Um, January 4th, they put out a promo. I tweeted it uh, the new, du- new year, new dynamite. Um, we kind of got some glimpses of, the, I, and I, 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 this is what I was trying to tell you people when I said we saw some glimpses of what the presentation is going to look like, um, on BTE, uh, when the Young Bucks had shown them filming the ID, uh, the ID shots they did. And I had also seen a little bit as somebody sent me some of it from, um, full gear weekend and I got to kind of get a glimpse of what it all looked like and what the graphics were going to look like and uh yeah Rampage is also having its presentation um lifted as well they're getting a new stage shit looks clean uh and well I guess it's interesting I I said this on day after Dynamite this week Dynamite and Rampage are two of the newest shows in pro wrestling but somehow some way have the oldest presentation because nxt got a facelift twice since rampage is launched raw's recently gotten a facelift smackdown just recently got a facelift uh and all of a sudden now you look up and you're like how are the two newest shows the oldest feeling um they have the oldest theme song they got the oldest graphics all except for main event I take that back main event still the oldest and i don't know how somebody has just not been paying attention over 10 years but Main Event has had the exact same graphics presentation literally since 2012. Mm-hmm. And like, same everything intro. I think they changed the theme song in like when the network launched. But other than that, it's like the exact same presentation it's had the whole time. I right. watched it for to see um, Kylie Ray. And uh, I rarely ever watch Main Event. But yeah. yeah and I, and I watched this. Yeah, I saw um, Axiom versus Ali as well this week. That was good stuff. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Reggie Simmons says, thanks for having this space for the cool kids to talk graps and culturally relevant issues. Help make my 2022 even better. Not cool kids anymore, buddy. Keep building my brothers.
3: I am am a 30 plus uh, guy at this point. I am not at the cool table.
2: I was never at the cool table and I uh, have always been okay with that. And that is like, look, I have been a dad since I was, when was Veda born? um i was 23 when she was born so like i have been in big dad energy mode since i was 23 like i i don't know i live for my kids at this point i'll take all that. that i'm
1: at the cool kids tables now and i was back then so fuck all y'all Holler at <laughs> boys.
2: Righteous ridge. yes righteous ridge <laughs> has been out here as as long as you could be out here Ryan Ben says, "So, how did Cena get out of the Firefly dimension?" It's a good question. Nobody,
3: no, nobody needs to know, man. Come on, Brett Con. Uh,
2: Ed Joel says, "I stand with Phil on Bray discourse." Alexander says, "The problem is simple. Fascinating Bray segments meander uh, their way, uh, their way to be to bad or straight up damaging Bray matches."
3: Uh, I mean, I, I they rarely equate.
5: Like I, I, I'll say that like damaging. They rarely are quaint Like what you're getting through the promos is rarely what's produced in the match because all of a sudden you go to these heavily produced things to fireball in the ring, and, right. and so it's hard to to, to even those out.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Zero Prime says so. Phil and Will, what's opinions on Cheetah versus Hater? That was before we talked about it, but again, the, it's one of my favorite matches this year. Um, excellent,
3: excellent match. One of the best I- AEW matches of the year. Great main <laughs> yeah. event
2: great main event. I think it was the best women's main event AEW's had. And mm-hmm. I know when I said that on Twitter people were like well, what do they have they had? Like three. And I was like no, they've actually had like um Five? there's been this was the fifth one on Dynamite, plus there's been I think six on Rampage and then uh two Battle of the Belts across the board. So what, this is the what is that The 13th time they've main evented overall though. I think between all those main events, this was the best one uh we've mm-hmm. seen. And I think you can really start to say that AEW's women's division is in the it's in motion in the right direction, and these are things like I said. There's still a long ways to go, but I think in even knowing that there's a long ways to go, um, it's worth acknowledging the progress this year, um, yeah. even in little things like people hated the world the women's world title belt, right? Remember how much people hated the the little oval belt that uh, everybody had beforehand, and mm-hmm. they like turned it into i didn't think about it until jamie came out this week and was posing with the belt and i looked at it and i thought that is like the best looking women's world title right now i think it's a really great looking belt and it feels like a world title and that's the thing that like they improved this year that was a piece people complained about uh and they, i think they are in a better spot this year than they've been in a long time so yeah, yeah great match
3: I think the current best-looking women's title is the IWGP belt, personally.
2: It's a good one, too. I mean, of course it is. Uh, I think IWGP belts in general. It took a while for the uh, men's to grow on me uh, just because yeah. the they've got the – the 2000s one was so good. Uh, I agree. Uh,
3: you got. It. I think it was Jay White. Jay White makes that belt look good, man. Yeah. Right. But
2: for a long time, just looking at that 2000, like I still want that one as a replica. That's the next belt I think I'm I'm after as I build my, my second glass case. Uh, KJ Herrera says, Merry Christmas all. Watch every week and appreciate your voices on all topics. What's the one thing in wrestling you guys rem- will remember 2022 for? Mine is discovering indie shows at Nick Wayne's 17th birthday. Reg was right AF.
4: What's um, new?
3: I don't know if there's one thing. There's so many things this year. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
2: I went to 20 wrestling shows this year. Yeah. Um, or Wednesday will be my 20th, and so that's honestly just getting to be out there this year is the thing that I will
1: definitely watching wrestling with y'all at the ROH show. Like that's pretty high up there. Like there's been some some super fun moments we've done for sure.
2: I mean, look, it, it's 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 an insult. I know people are are tired of hearing. Um, but I think in a grander scheme, it's an important one, which is, um, the biggest lesson should be touch grass. Like I, and I mean that in the sense that, um, just like get out there. And the reason I say that is because I know it's a Dave Chappelle line that people don't like to hear, but the line of Twitter is not real is is really important and the reason i think that's really important is because um social media tends to live and i don't just mean this in wrestling i mean this in life in general social media tends to live in a very binary way things are either one way or they're the other and there's not a whole lot of nuance but when you're interacting with real people you recognize that there is nuance in human beings and so i think this year for me my biggest takeaway is like There are people I I see on social media all the time that I don't agree with, and it's easy to just kind of see that I don't agree with them. So therefore, I don't like this person. It's a very easy thing to, uh, very easy stance to take. But then I meet these people in person at WrestleMania weekend, at things like that, and it's like, nah, this dude is cool as hell. We're it's great, and uh, we had a great vibe. Just because I don't like their tweets doesn't mean that I don't like them as a human, and. That's my lesson to everybody: uh, is just get out, get it, get out there. Don't let, we let two hundred and eighty characters, or I guess it's gonna be four thousand once Elon's done with Twitter. Uh, but don't let two hundred and eighty characters dictate how you feel about human beings, because humans are are just like you. Um,
3: that is a that is a very thoughtful message and i will say that there is a stern difference between somebody i just don't like and somebody that I just don't like their opinions and yeah. hey are there are people i don't agree with none of their opinions and i think they're great people hey louis Dangor is great i think he's cool don't agree with a lot of his tweets mm-hmm. but no there are people that I absolutely <laughs> see on twitter that i do not like and if i see them in person it's the same energy sorry
5: <laughs> I think, um to, to piggyback on what will was saying uh, my moment is WrestleMania week. And my moment is Wiley Mania. Um, I think that, um, and I, granted, I I don't think any, between the four of us, I don't think anybody ever thought we had like any real problem, but no, it was great seeing y'all. If anybody knows me, I'm like the biggest fan of everybody else. Like I I really am just like, I want to see black people do dope shit. I love Mm. it. And um, that, being in that environment, I wish, like Will was saying, I wish everybody with a Twitter account got to be there. And I don't mean interact with anybody because some of you motherfuckers are weird. But (laughs) I wish everybody got to be in that room and see, oh, wrestler I love and wrestler I don't love because of where they wrestler are friends and they're standing there together and drinking and joking and like normal people and all these people interact and they're actually friends in real life and they don't give a shit about none of this company versus company shit. Great like mm-hmm. um it was that and also like it was just a to me and i'm probably like reaching too far but it was a flashpoint i think i was in a room with grapsity you know i was in a room with ringer and a bunch of other guys and it's like oh we're all about to we're all about to take off like everybody's about to be where they're supposed to be and um we just I think we're on the forefront of this different world in how wrestlers deal with media and what we can give people about wrestling and wrestlers. Like, I think there's a different level of transparency and like we're not telling everybody's business, but this thing has ballooned to a place where the people I like as people are also the people making the dopest media shit in the entire world. Right. And I got to see them and it all happen in real time. And everybody's just taken off since then. It was great. That that was my moment for sure.
3: I got, I got to see my guy, uh, sparks in action with the, le- with the le- leather pants, um, jumping mm.
5: off all that damn hair. Mm.
3: That's my guy. No. Um, no, no, it's been a it's been a wild year. That's why I'm like it's 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 tough for me to say one major memory. I mean I feel like every time we've touched down together, all three of us, it's been kind of special. And mm-hmm. it's been like weird. Like it I, I swear we go places sometimes and I'm like, what is happening right now? It's like what all is right. this? Um mm-hmm. but no, but it's, it's been great. It's been a great year. Yes.
2: I was gonna say, Reg, did you have anything? Or is that-
1: oh yeah, I thought uh, I thought I had said something, but uh, yeah, pretty much all those moments being in Vegas. We did that. We haven't even talked about the podcast we did live in Vegas in that beautiful million-dollar Blue Wire Studio. Studios. Shout out
2: Blue Wire Studio. Shout Blue out Blue Wire. Yeah, so Great cool.
1: Stuff. I got lost before I was supposed to go there, and it was stressful, but we made it happen. Yeah, just like all those moments like that of like us being out well when will and i went to the the revolution fan fest thing and there's people stopped yelling like hey City!" like blah 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 yelling all these things stopping to take pictures with us it's just like
2: what you have to thing? perform at an aw concert that
1: That's... Thing, yeah like there's so many things i got to perform at that aw concert on stage. you had your
2: theme music play in an arena the that you were music. in Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just like and it's not just a small arena like yeah. t-mobile arena sold hey, out arena yeah and and right again i talked about this on ask rapsy that's still one of my favorite memories watching one of my guys succeed is seeing Mm. you across the arena i wasn't even sitting by reg but i knew reg was sitting literally ten thousand people in this building i see reg across the way going nuts (laughs) at his song being played uh, in the building and And
1: Phil sitting right here next to me like it's just like just like how do we how do we get here man this is nuts this is crazy
2: beautiful dream yeah. Uh, it's been great. Dream Ninja 77 says Electra Lopez greater than the Keep Alliance and who uh-huh. who
5: who was challenging you on that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I understand just being right about stuff, but nobody was Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh let's see. Brent Lockman says Merry Christmas, evil gentlemen. Can't wait to see what 2023 looks like for you guys and wrestling in general because this year felt like a fever dream at times. Did Uh let's see. Joseph Correll says, "What makes a wrestling family royalty? Oh, because uh, I suppose they have more than one royal family."
3: Actually, <laughs> wrong guys on that. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, I guess if wrestling does have one bloodline royal fa- family, like how many royal families actually are there? Right. Like, as a matter of fact, if Roman does get the feud with Cody this year, that is like the statement you challenge That's him on thing. of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like yes, they do have more than one royal family. Us. Yeah, and,
1: <laughs> totally. Uh,
2: so either way, I want to read a couple of the Humper Chats and then get us out of here. Because uh, one of the things I had in the topic list was the bloodline. and I do want to just touch on that uh, just a little bit. But what was the last Humper Chat I read? Uh, let's see, we got the coal in the stocking. Oh, um, let's see. Dilo asks, Uh, What's up to the four legends? What's your greatest Christmas memory? Mine was when my parents gave us clothes as a gift to me, uh, my twin, and my sister. Uh, We saw they used our old clothes. Wait, what? (laughs) 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 What's going on,
1: bro? Yeah. Hand me down.
2: Oh. uh, hmm. Is there more to this story? Uh, It looks like it got cut off. I can't pull up the rest of it. Hmm. Cause I, yeah, I'm very confused. as to Where is this going? <laughs> where are you going uh, with this, Dilo? No, I, I will say my greatest Christmas memory. So I grew up in uh, Los Angeles. And then I, mo- I won't say grew up because I moved when I was like seven. So I moved to L.A. Uh, I moved from L.A. to Denver when I was seven years old. And my oldest brother, the actor, the one who's on Sister, Sister, all of them shows, obviously he stayed in L.A. because he had an acting career. And so speaking of which, I just watched this episode of Smart Guy the other day great episode uh <laughs> still, one of one that's hilarious.
3: like he, he has been on his podcast it's really weird yeah i know yeah. he's been on the show no yeah. i mean honestly
2: his episode of smart guy is one of the funniest episodes of that show yeah. um and he was due with the fly shirt uh but anyway so he stayed behind in california because he was an adult already he's like look i'm not leaving california i've got acting dreams and so he stayed behind he had to watch his whole family basically up and move to another state and we i didn't see him for two years Uh, he didn't, uh, you know, he spent those two years basically trying to find every acting role. He was in the parenthood. He was short fuse Ricky. He was on, um, family matters. He did all them shows and he did those over a two year span. And so he finally came out, let's see, we moved in 94. He came out Christmas 96. And that's my favorite Christmas memory is all of a sudden I saw a very different brother than we left uh, in California. He went from, uh, you know, guy who, two bedrooms away from me, uh, to all of a sudden, like, nah, he's a Hollywood actor. And mm. so he, he, when he came out, Christmas 96, um, that's my favorite Christmas memory, is just having him back in the house again, but it it was different. It was like, all of a sudden, he's not the same. Um, he We are in the grocery store, and people are stopping him, going, like, you look just like this dude who was on uh, Family Matters, but... You're not him, uh, cause you're just some dude walking around Colorado, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, nah, that, that was me, and they're like, gosh, oh, <laughs> you you realize that that is a
3: sitcom trope, right? The, yeah, the mm-hmm. cast member that goes away for mm-hmm. a few seasons and then comes back mm-hmm. with like different experience.
2: That is a fucking mm-hmm. sitcom trope. It's well, and, so, and the funny thing too was watching. So I, I, obviously, being from Los Angeles, I never saw snow until I got to Colorado. My brother was much older, and he had never experienced snow one time in his life. And so when he came to visit us in Colorado in 96, I remember just watching him. He was just staring out the window just at Christmas, just watching snow fall because he had never seen it before. And this is a man in his 20s just like, damn, snow. what is this? And he is just staring out the window. I remember he was just, looking, just sitting on the couch, just staring out the window. And that was a good memory. That's my favorite memory growing up of
1: That's Christmas.
2: What about you guys? Favorite Christmas memory. I think
1: mine is also connected to uh, Super Nintendo, funny enough. Uh, That was the year that my mom was like, there's no, like, I brought this. There's no secrets. Like, this is, (laughs) like, no Santa, no none of that shit. Like, a black mama, mate, got this for you. And every time she would get a gift, she would bring, she would show it to me. She wouldn't hide. She'd be like, this is what you're getting, blah, blah, blah. And it was like some dope shit, super nintendo uh this the one time they had this like this domino setup thing where you could set up dominoes and knock them down dr dreadful it was lit that christmas like she was showing me all the super dope shit and then like it all just came true christmas morning and i got the super nintendo and i'm playing this game and my mom is just like successfully achieved christmas as a single black mom and it was just great 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 moments to like and I think about it, thinking about it now, like her being a single mom and getting all that shit, and Christmas is expensive, and she made it happen. Like that, the triumph of Mia Morrison killing it out here is a great Christmas memory for me. Uh, hmm.
3: I, I think I think the year that uh. I, I, I think most kids had that one year that they found the, the, the Christmas gifts before that they were wrapped. Mm-hmm. And that year, finding gifts and being like, oh man, let me let me try to see if I can open it enough to play with it <laughs> and then close it back and then put it back in a hiding mm-hmm. spot um, and then coming back and it was gone because my dad... <laughs> Um, towards the end of me, my mom and dad's uh, relationship is some of the most awkward and funny moments ever. Um, mm-hmm. My dad bringing all the gifts home in a big box and then putting them in the middle of the basement floor and going, why did I put them in the basement? The kids don't go in the basement. I was like, it's like literally like sitting just <laughs> in the middle of the basement. Like it's like it. covered by anything. I can see it right there. and has toys mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just that seeing that and then Opening gifts and go. Oh yeah, I already saw this. And my mom finding out that we found the gifts and that turning into what I thought was a funny argument, which
4: well,
3: was a real so
1: argument. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I just some of that stuff from that Christmas was great. I think that was the year I got the uh, Batman command center where you could put the Bruce Wayne toy in there and, flip and you flip it. And it come, it oh, it's Batman. I, oh, yeah. I had that yeah. Batman Returns. I had that too. <laughs> it was just yeah. It Perfect. came with the Batmobile. It was awesome.
4: Mm-hmm
5: yeah um my uh my best friend passed away last year um we would always wherever we lived, we'd always come home for Christmas and do a bunch of hanging out so um one year he and I uh we went to this local bar and we're there we're hanging out and this is like literally Christmas Eve turning into Christmas day so we're hanging out see a girl we went to high school with um she's with uh her roommate I guess it was this well-endowed redhead Jewish gal. And we all get to talking. Everybody's having a good time. And it's like, hey, the bar's closing soon. What should we do? And they said, hey, you guys should come over. We said, okay. So we got bored and we played strip poker. And I was the only one who knew how to play poker. So I lost on purpose. Merry (laughs) Christmas and happy Hanukkah. (laughs)
3: I'm, I'm thinking you're going to come with, like, this great, like, kid's nope. memory nope. Uh, <laughs> in, in camp fashion. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, no. I, I will
2: say, um, having uh, a uh, strongly Jewish family uh, and being in the midst of Hanukkah, last week I, uh, I played a, a dreidel game for the first time. Dude, it's fun oh um, man that's not where i thought this was no, going right. no, and, no so here's the thing two, there's two things one you
5: had to get naked too no
2: no uh, so two two things one one though no, there was money on the table yeah i lost and it was the first time that i was maybe starting to consider because only non-jewish man at the table and i was the first one eliminated and i was like they really are the chosen folk, aren't they? Because I like, because I'm like I got eliminated. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no
1: comment. I'm like, we're, we're,
3: no,
2: yeah. I, I was like, wait, what the, I was like, what the hell? Uh, how well, did this, I, this has been rhapsody? Merry Christmas! No, I was like, no, I was like, seriously. Uh, I'm jo- obviously I'm joking, but I was like, nah, fuck all this. Like, how do I get eliminated first?
3: <laughs> and
2: and I'm the only non-Jewish guy at the table.
4: Yeah,
3: And I
2: did mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> But mm-hmm. Shout out to my half Jewish kids who won So um, yeah. that's That's how that went and it was great And uh, Let's see we also got Another one from Atlas Earth He's, uh, Wait we read that one already uh, But we did get this one from Joseph Snurk. It just says Chekhov's tickets uh, We got this one from Joseph Coray uh, who says, what's up, y'all? Who do you think will get called up first between Melo and Braun? That's an interesting question, right? Because I think Braun is obviously closer to being done with the NXT championship. And I think Melo deserves a run with that belt. But I think between the two of them, who's more ready? It's Melo.
1: Mello, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I kind of think I kind of think Melo's going to come up first and he's not going to get the NXT title reign. Um, I want him to get it, though. Uh, but I feel like Mello's going to come up first. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think he's the guy, like, looking at the landscape right now, he, to me, is the guy to dethrone Braun. I but agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yes. I don't know.
5: Who else is I there? think in a good way, Um, and, and also, like, with speaking with him, he's very tied to Trick in that, like, mm-hmm. he understands that, that was the thing that not got him over, but that added so much to his character. They really do bounce ideas creatively. Like he understands like the sauce that Trick being next to him gives him. And so I think that I agree that Mellow is more ready. Um, I think Braun gets called up first because I also think that Mellow's progress is where he needs to be. But I think they're gonna work a bit more with Trick too. I think mm-hmm. when you think Trick is ready, that's when you should expect Mello to come up. I,
2: mean, I think yes. Mello and Trick deserve like a top of the card run, though, as far as like Mello as NXT champion. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 like I said, if if Braun losing the title means that he's done with NXT, then the answer is Braun. Um, right. But as far as who is more ready right now, I think it's Mello. Right. Uh, now we got a couple more questions. Uh, Van Twin Blade says first Evans is pure uh pure honky and all she is uh wait all she shit is cringe <laughs> as fuck okay Not pure honky um <laughs> uh secondly camaro jackson versus jake something and 2d versus uh kylie ree have been announced uh and says january 7th or uh, for january 7th breath of apocalypse at Del Mar hall tickets still available thank you van twin nice. Something, that's
5: my dog yeah totally oh, uh
2: Christian Ramos says, happy holidays, Grap City. I deadass thought Grandin was Madman Fulton from Impact. I think Big Zeke, Ezekiel Jackson, would have been a perfect pairing. Parker fits, but he is green AF. Rosé as a manager is gold. Do you think the goons change every week? Um, I mean, look, I don't know if you saw Parker's Twitter back on November 28th, but he's been kind of hyping that he was going to be a part of uh, Mogul Affiliates for a while. Uh, since back at Thanksgiving um so that was what I was saying what I was kind of hinting at when I was like it's out there if you're paying attention to who is going to be with Swerve uh, let's see Pablo says happy holidays Grapsy." city joining late and just have to say you all had an incredible year with some of my favorite interviews most improved aew on-screen talent of the year question mark uh, most improved
3: most improved
2: It's not that he wasn't good, but I think people didn't know he was good. But I think the answer for me is Wheeler Yuta. I think Wheeler Mm -hmm. didn't get to show um, any of what he had to offer while he was with best friends. And then this year, he got to really go out there and prove who he is. Yeah, I I
4: think
1: think kind of along those same lines, Ethan Page, like Ethan Page is not bad, but I think he's just gotten the chance to show that he's Ethan Mm -hmm. Page and he can really do it out here. Yeah, I think it I think it's
3: Ricky Stark by a mile. I think Stark. Ricky Stark this year has like improved leaps and bounds from where he was at the beginning of this year. I mean, even when you think of like his his turn and how they put the title on hook and just how well executed that was, all that stuff with Max. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Ricky Stark.
5: hmm No comment. <laughs>
2: Uh, he also follows up by saying, uh, for Grapp City, love this Willow, uh, this Ruby Willow buddy cop tag team idea on Rampage. I think they could elevate each other, and it gives me more hope for a women's tag division. Excited mm-hmm. to attend the Denver show next week and then the new set and graphics next year. It should be really interesting to see what the set and graphics look like. Um, Tony really sounded like he doesn't want to overpromise on that. He's like, at the end of the day, it's still set, and the show's mm-hmm. going to be the same. Um, but, yeah, you guys will see uh fam says love the show guys as an orlando magic fan i'm still mad that they didn't let duncan's yeah. wife on the plane uh we could have had tracy mcgrady tim duncan and grant hill
3: tracy mcgrady also could have been a chicago bull i don't know if people know that yeah.
5: mm-hmm. it changed like that's that's a story that like you know it if you know it but it just changed the trajectory of the nba for like a decade like it right. really did um so many things have different if they just stopped being you with and again this is like what is this 04 Tim Duncan? It's man. either '04 or 06, but either way, it's Tim Duncan at the peak of his powers. Right. Yeah. Like shopping around. You don't give that man everything that he wants.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and then thinking about Grant Hill and Wives, because Tamiya, uh, like, was a, I will say, I probably still to this day listen to um, uh, I'm So Into You, probably like, three times a week it's definitely like a part
5: that, of that is, that is some light skin shit right there you
2: know, <laughs> this, is,
3: this, 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 fits, this fits your character to it to look a, i uh, you know me <clears throat> i mr. am mr r&b um,
2: I, yeah dad. you know me i am r&b dad and that is uh the, both of my kids know that song quite well Uh, As soon as that first note hits, Vado jumps up and she's like, I think you're (laughs) truly something special. Like, all my kids know it. Do you uh, think
5: in their prenup, it says, I get to sing the Canadian National Anthem at every All-Star game until you retire? Yes. (laughs) Because they was was bringing her out, boy. She didn't have nothing on the radio.
3: (laughs) 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 She didn't have nothing on
5: the the
1: radio. Mm-hmm. i know somebody
3: um but yeah magic has definitely fumbled the bag more than once fumbling it with shack and uh having all of those guys come through there a few years ago like Vucevic and like all these guys and not being able to make that work i mean the dwight howard years
5: boy it's got to be uh, a little depressing being a magic fan <laughs> did jonathan simmons give them their money back that was my man too he, it, somebody lied. He was putting up, what, six points a game? And they were like, we're going to turn him into something. I ain't seen that boy since. Matter I mean,
3: fact, <laughs> yeah, they they probably got rookie of the year on that team right now because, I mean.
2: Yeah. And look, Bowl Bow is, um, I mean, granted, you know, I I wanted to hold on to Bow Bow, but I knew they were never going to play him the way they should have. And what do I have to complain about, though? Nuggets are still number one. Uh, uh, I uh, yo, I, I mean, saw,
5: yo. I saw, um, just this last season, I saw Jokic play in person. I've never mm-hmm. been more impressed. And this is Incredible. not backhanded at all. I, I've never seen somebody who does not run fast or jump high dominate a basketball game
2: No, like that. are you kidding me? I I'm so look. impressive. As a diehard Nuggets fan, it is important for people to know that Jokic looks like somebody who should not be good at any of what he's good at. Like he looks like somebody who just like plays pickup ball at your local gym, but mm. I swear everything goes in. So what is it? Oh, who's to argue it? it? None of it is pretty, but it works.
5: It, he's, it, I was blown away. I saw him and Giannis within like two weeks from each other. And of course, Giannis is Giannis, but it was just like, these two dominate this game in totally different ways, but it is it's masterful to see, man. Jokic is dope.
2: I just yeah. I want Jokic to have a playoff run. That's really what I'm looking for because he hasn't had that yet. He's had all these regular season runs. Um he's probably on track to get the Jordan trophy again. But well, tell uh,
5: Mega Michael Red to act right and maybe you'll get there.
2: I mean Yeah, I just I don't
3: know. Jokic is, is one of those guys like Steph Curry that are like anime characters where they do all these incredible things that it doesn't look like they should be able to do. And when you look at the guy of this era and LeBron and how he is like this freak athlete and he's and he's been beaten by this guy that shoots threes well three times mm-hmm. like that's that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And not to downplay what Steph does. He's not just a great three-point shooter, but still, just to pick that guy out of the bunch to be the guy that beat him three times is wild. Is uh, Steph
5: still hurt? Yeah. Yeah. But
3: yeah. Uh, so
5: you mean humble, uh lives off humility, uh, meek Steph Curry? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the worst oh, narrative asleep? ever. And like, I mean, it's not LeBron's fault, he's a great big dark nigga, but the worst <laughs> narrative that the NBA has ever produced is that LeBron is some type of, of arrogant, all-about-himself person, and Steph Curry is Whoa. humble and cares about oh, the no. It's like, I, no, he's a beige, arrogant sharpshooter, which is great. I love it. Are, are we if saying that is not, Bron's not uh, arrogant, though? Is he arrogant? Oh, you can still be arrogant and great at what you do. Like, it, the arrogance still ex- exists. When you <laughs> shoot a three, very much turn your back totally, and stare at the other team, it's arrogant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, of course. But uh, I love no.
5: it. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Oh, it's
3: stop it's beautiful. It's like, not...
5: If you do not like someone's arrogance, stop them from doing the thing that they're exactly. Doing. Yeah. And then stop it. Hey, ride it. Ride mm-hmm. that out. He's great.
2: Uh let's see. Last two uh on the chat functions, we got my leg says, listening on a delay right now, but I think people with wrestlers in their avi are typically the worst people to interact with online, just disingenuous conversation. The only thing that like really throws me off in that regard is men with female avatars uh, mm-hmm. because I'm just like, um, I don't know. It-, it throws me off because it's like, I know you're just like a Sasha fan and not mm-hmm. necessarily th- it throws me off every time.
5: I'll be like, damn, who is that? Oh, it's Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Speaking of which, uh <laughs> Rhea Ripley beating up on um like last couple of notes. So we're done with super chats and humper chats for the day. Thank you, everybody. That was a good amount of them appreciate uh, for today, Sean. We appreciate everybody who donated a super chat this week. Um really quick, couple of things from Raw and we're out of here. Rhea Ripley beating akira tozawa look i love tozawa but that shit was great that was great
5: i That's think he's true. having a ball right now it looks like it looked like they yeah. were about to write him off and Then they're like no we can use you in like eight different ways It was mm-hmm. great yeah, yeah
3: i i love that they're letting him wrestle again um i think that the stuff he's doing now is great we got blonde hair tozawa back we got that great gif of him doing the I don't care. That is one of the best things he's done on the main roster. <laughs> um, uh, and Yeah, no, Rhea is on a, on a great run. I feel like she looks like uh, the badass Rhea that we wanted uh, a few years ago that kind of got like hindered by the Charlotte win at WrestleMania. Um, so I'm excited for her. I'm excited for her going into Royal Rumble.
2: I, I think, though, that her beating up on men is going to get really over. And I think it's the thing... I don't think that this was the intended goal for her, but I can very much see this being a thing fans are going to want more and more of. Look, mm-hmm. Denise uh, yesterday on After the Week had pitched the idea that the end goal needs to be Rhea Ripley versus Omos, and I'm kind of sold on it. I like it. I <laughs> like, like, she it just, like, the people need to get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> with mm-hmm. each person that, like, each time we encounter it, and then next year at WrestleMania, it's the. Ultimate matchup: Rhea Ripley takes on Omos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
4: okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, she should she should definitely pop up in a men's rumble. That that
2: yeah needs to yeah. Um, and then also, I thought that the use of the Bloodline this week was uh, some genius stuff. I thought that using them kind of NWO style, beating up people behind the scenes, and everybody behind the scenes or everybody backstage needing to essentially form an alliance. Uh, against the bloodline because the bloodline's out of control. That's the kind of stuff I love to see. I love to see things threaded throughout shows. Um, and this was a great way to do that. What did you guys think of all of that?
3: Um, I thought my guy said what I've been saying for weeks that why Roman's still ducking me. Give Rollins his rematch, man. Like, <laughs> stop stop all of this. The, yo, he was male superstar of the year, and he's wrestled, what, 10 matches this year. Meanwhile, Rollins has been killing it. Give It'll be rematch, 11 bro. on Friday. Give, give him his rematch, bro. Like, stop stop this nonsense, man. I know people are like, Cody should be the guy to beat him. But no, nah, give Rollins his rematch, man.
1: The real question is, any of you guys getting a My Dogs
5: t-shirt? No. No, I'll send, I'll send somebody a $20 bill somewhere, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> not my straight directly
2: <laughs> no I'd, I'd love gang warfare and pro wrestling though and I thought that you know as it seems to be kind of hinting and inching toward a reuniting of uh, the hurt business uh, which seems to be on the right track. my only worry there is are they just being reunited as fodder for the bloodline because if so I'm not as into that. But mm-hmm. if they can go on a bit of a dominant run, that'd be great.
5: Yeah. Uh, the idea that uh, Triple H has fumbled Austin Theory is ridiculous. I think Theory's in the best, most watchable spot that he's that he's been in. I like him having an I edge agree. to him. Yeah. I love the way that he ducked on Seth. Like, he didn't hit Seth and run. Like, I thought that... He just slid out. Yeah, yeah, just slid out and let him, let him do his thing. You know, he got a semblance of a beard going. You know, he's doing his thing, man. Um, no,
3: I agree. Uh beard beard theory is much better than uh cheesy goatee theory any day of the week.
5: He looks like uh, Willy yes. Willy when they cut his goatee like that. Like you could just take the eyebrows and you can switch them and put them at yeah, no. Beard is good. Beard is good. Yeah, beard like is
3: very good. But I mean, yeah, just I don't know. Just make this guy baby face. He I mean, I know it was his hometown, but he acted like a baby face throughout that entire segment. It, even theory turn, turning and leaving on him. That was all babyface stuff. And, yeah. and even him teening with KO, KO's a babyface now. Just make Rouse a, 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 a baby face, man. Like, what are we waiting on?
1: Right.
2: Well, everybody, this has been a really long edition of Grapsity, <laughs> And that's usually the case. I meant to warn Cam of that, that when we have know, one extra. I'm you say that every week. <laughs> person, well, no, because what it is is when we have one extra person talking, that's. Yeah more time like if we're all getting our voices in at some point it's gonna be a longer show uh but i appreciate everybody who joined us this week i appreciate everybody joined us this year we still got one more show to go this year we will be here new year's eve uh, please check out the interview that as it drops on Monday as Grab City interviews Tony Khan. Um, if you haven't checked out some of our other interviews, we just re- interviewed EJ and Duca this week. Um, we also had an interview drop with Willow Nightingale. That's still one of my favorites we've done this year. Um, we've got one dropping with Veda Scott here soon. Uh, just lots of great stuff. And I think we had a great year of interviews in general. Uh, you you and- think?
3: I mean,. Just you know, just gonna casually say that as we're getting ready to drop our biggest interview ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but but even so,
2: you know, we had we had champions on the show, right? We had uh, Swerve appeared on the show twice: once as a free agent, once as uh, AEW World Tag Team Champion. We had Jade Cargill, the TBS champion, on the show with the TBS title. Um, It was all great stuff. We had uh, it was a good year for interviews and. I think the only way to look at having a great year of interviews is to top it next year. For sure.
3: Uh, But yeah, shout out to EJ. I think EJ is great. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that interview is really good as well. People should check that one out. Um, Yeah, uh, looking forward to doing more interviews next year. Yes.
2: But we're going to- You should,
5: um, you watching and listening and watching this back on replay, you should probably read the ringer.com on Wednesday. You just should. Um, um, I love to see my guys hitting hitting their stride and hitting their peak. I may peak on Wednesday. So just are, are, are you, intervi- out. Are, you huh? are you interviewing them um, is hopefully I mean, the only thing that happens, <laughs> people will watch it. Um yeah, if I if I do that with the Miz, it'll definitely get views and, and nothing bad will happen to me afterward. Um and, and the right type of people, the ones who actually spend money, will take a look at that. So that would be great. Um the Miz is not in my list of people. But Wednesday, you should maybe check that out. Um yeah, just Wednesday.
2: Um, I like this because I've been trying to get this chant going for a long time. But James Zimmerman said, "Donkey Kong, stop rap style." T K, <laughs> Tony Kong. I remember you T-K. telling us about this. <laughs> Tony Khan is here. Yeah, you know what? That's uh...
4: <laughs> Tony Khan
1: is
2: here. Oh, uh, I mean, bringing it back around to Donkey Kong Country, folks. This has been Grap City. I hope you have. Merry Christmas. I hope you get to enjoy your families this week. Or at least I hope you get to just chill and just relax uh, and have a great, great holiday. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Cam, anything you want to plug one last time?
5: Um, Yeah. Look, I talked about Wednesday. Um, My very last episode of the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast will be this coming Wednesday. 630 Eastern 530 Central. It's going to be our best of AEW and WWE 2022 episode. I've had an amazing 10 plus year run um with the East Coast Cast and the Torch. Um, you know, new opportunities necessitate newness. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing different things in in 2023. We're expanding, we're growing, um but had a great run. Happy to close it out um the right way. So yeah, East Coast Cast uh, next week, if you're on my Twitch, my Twitter, my YouTube, or just eastcoastcast.com, you will hear that uh, next Wednesday evening. And again, um, you should probably check the ringer.com next Wednesday, early Wednesday morning, I'm sure. It'll be fun. Yeah.
2: For Righteous Reg, Phil Lindsay, Cam Hawkins, I'm Will Washington. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Merry Christmas, Show.